General uh, Fortun General Fortunato Abad to um, execute the Congress resolution to adopt alternative means by which to bring about that uh, that change. And third, uh, the third resolution of the Congress is that uh, as General Abad uh, was directed to uh, execute this those alternative uh, ways or means by which to bring about real change is to uh, organize the force that is necessary in order to promote that interest of bringing about real change. Now, that Malolos Congress was followed later on by a declaration of a transition government in, uh, the, uh, in Club Filipino, which led to the arrest of General Abad of uh, Secretary Enriquez, all of whom have uh, gone uh, together with uh, uh, Ambassador uh, and Congressman Roy Senyeres and myself. And uh, that uh, declaration actually was attended by uh, press people from all over the world because they really expected that the military will actually shift no, their uh, allegiance if people power I was against demonstrated and uh, but before uh, any kind of critical mass could be uh, assembled in uh, Club Filipino or around the vicinity of Club Filipino uh, uh, then President uh, Makapagal Arroyo already ordered that the meeting in Club Filipino be uh, be dismantled, uh, you may say, and that uh, all the leading personalities were were arrested, and then uh, inciting to sedition charges were filed against the four of us. And uh, up to now, very recently, just about three months ago, this inciting to the sedition charge was revived in the. Uh, city court of uh, San Juan. And uh, since I'm the only one left among the four, I'm the only one standing trial for that inc inciting to sedition. Well, I am citing this not, not so much to highlight uh, what my compatriots have, have done, whom, uh, to whom I'm also paying tribute today. And may they all rest in peace in the love and care in the bosom of our Almighty Father in heaven. But to show that this flame that you are trying to uh, enkindle and uh, to become a conflagration continues to burn in the hearts of many of our of our people, especially now that we are approaching again another electoral exercise. Inasmuch as we have considered this process really as an exercise in political insanity, uh, we have we had the, uh, we have a group that we have. Uh, organized the Kamalayang Pinoy movement, which uh, took that as its battle cry to end our political insanity. And why do we call it political insanity? Because as Einstein has uh, defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, then if you apply that to our politics, that is exactly what we are doing. We are conducting one electoral or political exercise after uh, another, 
and we expect that by simply changing the the leaders we can already expect uh, real change to happen in the country but we all know as students of both politics and history that that is not how real change happens in other words it follows a dialectical process but most especially in the case of our country referring now to dr serisal and the other founding fathers the one that brought about the end of 400 years of colonization of Spain is more of the spiritual force that started to build in the hearts and minds of our people. And it is that spiritual force which gradually expressed itself into a political force that effectively ended Spanish rule. The same thing will have to happen here. It will have to be the spirit of our people which will have to be the source of strength that empower, that will make them realize that it is not this uh, process that we consider to be insane uh, that will bring it about. However, participation in the process can provide the opportunity to precisely drive home that message. And uh, hopefully, we will have uh, candidates who notwithstanding the absence or the lack of wherewithal which are needed in order to be part of the electoral process can mount the stage and deliver that process to our countrymen. Our generation now from being the catalyst generation is already the transition generation. We have very little time to handhold the next generation and the new ones in order for them to stay connected to the ideals of our founding fathers. And those ideals are mostly and more significantly and pivotally spiritual. And that spiritual power will have to be converted into political power. We had a glimpse of that in 1986 when people came to the streets, not so much because they were partisan to the two antagonistic groups, no? but rather they were there to make sure that Filipinos did not shoot fellow Filipinos. So it is the spirit of brotherhood, of care and love for each other, the spirit of peace that brought them to the streets. Now from the spirit of peace and brotherhood, we will have to also now have the spirit of boldness of being true to what we call as the destiny of our country is the Lupang Hinirang. The Lupang Hinirang as an anointed land <clears throat> and uh, of the character of our people as a chosen and a refined people, Pili and Pino. No? And that uh, I learned from uh, the ranks of what we call in this country as the Kapatiran Spiritual Brotherhood. The Pulahanes, as you mentioned earlier, were precursors forerunners of these spiritual brotherhoods, the Sagrada Familia and the many others which adopted spiritual things and who have devotions to saints and, um, and as well as to our Blessed Mother and uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ. They were the ones who provided that strength and power needed to bring about change. Will that happen in the near future where our generation, as I said, is now challenged to do that? We are now the transition generation from Catholics in the 1970s 
we are still given the opportunity, the golden chance to handhold our young people into the land of dreams that our Dr. Serizal mentioned. And uh, Dr. Serizal said, out of the seven prophecies that he made, there are only two more which are still unfulfilled. And that is that the country will become federal in the future. And the last prophecy is that when our people recover, remember their good old qualities and virtues, then they will now be ready to join the wild, wide road of progress. And so, uh, Dr. Hill, I thank you for this opportunity for you to uh, rekindle that spirit of our founding fathers. Because just as in the United States, whenever they face a crisis, they go back to the Madison Papers. They go back to the founding fathers and the principles that they have upheld and they have propounded. So in the same way, we have to go back to our founding fathers in this country with the addition that in, it is really their spirituality which became the source of the real power. Thank you, Dr. Hill and uh, all others for the opportunity to share my uh, insights into this exercise that you're doing this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much, Attorney Carlos Serapio. And uh, would you, would, this, uh, would uh, Attorney Serapio yield to some questions from the group? Of course, of course. Um, yes. Go ahead. I'm willing to yield. Questions for Attorney Serapio. Raise your hand and uh, I'll recognize you. You want to say something? Uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes, uh, Dr. Hill, you would like to talk? Go ahead. Who is this? Dr. Hill, you would Anybody, uh, Dr. Posadas, you want to ask questions? Congress 11, uh, Congress 11, uh, password. Yes, to Attorney Serapio. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Posadas, you have no questions? Yes, yeah, to Attorney Serapio, please. Um, so what, attorney, what was the basis of your arrest? Well, sedition was the charge. Inciting to sedition was the charge. And up to now, they're still trying to determine whether the establishment or the proclamation of a transition government can be considered as uh, an act of inciting to sedition. Okay. Were you arrested without a warrant of arrest? That it's true, uh, Dr. Posadas. We were arrested uh, without warrants of arrest. But of course, the, the arresting uh, officers contended that we were in the act of uh, violating uh, the law. Yeah. Had you started with a, uh, with a invocation or to invoke uh, the presidential oath of office in the Constitution, to redress people's grievances. Because what were you were doing was not sedition. It was a call for change. It's not a rebellion, there's a difference. Sedition to rebellion. You were not, uh, you were not inciting 
rebellion. That's what sedition is all about. Sedi change is not necessarily sedition. So if there was some kind of a basis that you first invoke the out of office of the president to redress grievances, then, you know, you could have uh, from the uh, from the uh, court, then you could uh, probably one way or the other had some kind of a, a petition with the Supreme Court that should have stopped it right there and then. So when you say that in a way, what we're doing will uh, most probably have the same result, which is a political insanity. I understand that. But in the same token, uh, the, the result was never determined. So we don't know if the same result will happen to our political cause, because our cause is in the political realm of the people's will. So, Dr. So, Pudas, can you, can you cut your statement with a question? You have a question that uh, Tony Sarapia Yeah, that was my question. They were, they, they, they were not arrested uh, with a warrant of arrest. They were just on the spot on the, uh, on the basis of what you call a crime uh, in progress or, you know, in the relicto. So that was, a, uh, that was an illegal arrest in the first place. And what were your, what were your actions to defend yourself, uh, Attorney Serapio? Well, you provided a very good insight precisely on what should be the basis for the uh, exercise that we did in Club Philippines. <clears throat> we, were in ex uh, we were exercising our constitutional right, as you mentioned, doctor, of seeking redress or for grievances, also of the very primordial or fundamental right of freedom of speech. Correct. So uh, the constitutional uh, protection uh, was invoked by us. No? But uh, as you know, during that time, this was during the time of uh, the former president. And as far as we are concerned, we have no beep anymore and against any or all former presidents. It was an exercise of our political conviction as well. No? And therefore, we were ready to bear the consequences of that. But uh, I said, you, you bring to the uh, uh, fore a very good insight because even at this late stage, when I'm the only one left uh, in that uh, trial, which in fact is going to be held again this coming August uh, 2nd, no? in as much as our demurred to evidence was denied after this has gone on for about 17 years, I think, already, uh, doctor. No, mm -hmm. uh, we may just bring that uh, issue to the Supreme Court, and I think I will look into that again. Yeah. No, because this is a different dispensation, different dispensation now, where you have no less than the president, in fact, saying that we should not uh, be talking in secret of revolutionary government, but uh, uh, rather uh, this should be openly discussed by the people whether a, the establishment of a revolutionary government is an option that we should take in order to bring about change. So uh, because of different times and different circumstances, uh, your proposition of uh, bringing a constitutional challenge to the Supreme Court for my continuing, uh, having to continue facing this charge of uh, inciting to sedition, which as you said, is supposed to lead just to rebellion, then that just may be a test case. 
Uh, thank you, Doctor. I will yeah. take that very seriously right. under mm. assessment. Now, as far as the political insanity that I mentioned, I am not referring to the political initiative that we are doing now. I am referring to the repeated uh, electoral processes that we're conducting, where one cannot participate in the process unless you have millions and now billions of pesos. If you intend to uh, run, for example, for president, uh, immediately the, the, the mind of the public says the only one who should be able to do that is one who has billions in his coffers. So the only ones who are now being considered are those people there. So uh, that negates precisely the constitutional provision where uh, all you need to have in, uh, as a qualification in order to run is that you are literate uh, and that you are a natural born citizen. I mean, there is no qualification that you should have billions of pesos, but operationally, that is uh, what it is. And uh, why is it uh, also an act of political insanity? Because as uh, after that, we expect that the recoupment of the investment, if you may call it, uh, by those who run for office will not come from the coffers of, uh, of government. Third, it is political insanity because it is a question of just in and out of the same interest. So that's what we are referring to as the insanity because we expect that there will be a different result simply because there is going to be a change of leadership. And if you will note that now, doctor, the call is to make sure that the incumbent president does not have the opportunity to continue his uh, administration through his chosen uh, candidate. If, if that is going to be the call to our people, Again, it's just a game of musical chair. That is not a game of really bringing about real change. I mean, uh, it is natural for the incumbent to want to have a successor that will continue um, what he believes to be a good program for this country. But the real issue to the people should be whether what he brought to the table during his uh, administration is enough for the people to want to vote his successor, his chosen successor. But in this case, we are making the issue of removal of the incumbent president as if that is the panacea for our, all of our problems that we are facing now. Uh, at the moment, the country is facing a threefold crisis, the, the, a, a foreign policy crisis in the West Philippine Sea, and a health crisis in the pandemic, and then the social and the political fallouts that come from these two uh, crises of uh, the West Philippine Sea and, and, and the pandemic. So you have joblessness, poverty, etc., and the rest. How, are we, how will this be addressed? How will this threefold crisis now be addressed? Simply by changing uh, the, the, the president, simply by not voting into office, whoever may be his chosen successor. That, that is not the proposition that we would like to make. In short, if I may be allowed to, uh, to invoke a, a, a biblical admonition, we cannot just change the wine. We have to change the wine skin. So in the same way, new blood that is infused into the political processes must, be, must run through a new political system, a new political structure. That is how change happens. And when I said it uh, change happens dialectically, 
there has to be a change in external conditions as well as in the internal character of those who are experiencing those conditions. And there has to be, there has to be qualitative, or rather quantitative uh, accumulation first of forces and power before it brings about qualitative uh, uh, force that can really bring about that change. And when I say real change, I'm referring to the power structure. And the power structure basically is the empowerment of our people. Real change can happen only if our people now start to bring their destiny into their own hands and start looking at simply at the leaders that they will elect to be the ones to bring that about. So anyone who mounts the stage and proposes, okay, I will be the one to do this, I'll be the one to do that, is again putting himself as if he is the one that can really solve the problems of our country. No, as I said, uh, doctor, and I hope you will forgive me for my being very passionate about this, we have to become all one orations. Why are we going to be one orations? Because the prayer for change that we make, the answer is in ourselves as well. The answer is inside us already. It is in our spirit that will make us. The oration is the prayer. So Juan must be the prayer himself. He is not only the one making or saying the prayer, but Juan is also the answer to his prayer. And that is the kind of spirit that we need, I think, to try and deliver as a message to our, to our people. And uh, so if the, if the political con and election conversation continues to be, who is supposed to be the one who can really replace or uh, be the successor of the incumbent president? Is it person A, B, C, D, E? And then therefore, if you choose among any of this A, B, C, D, E, you can expect change. Then that means, again, we are in the exercise of what I call political insanity because we expect a different result if that happens, but we will only reap frustrations and disappointments one again. And the sad thing about it is, do we still have time? I mean, this country is running uh, out of time in terms of really strengthening us as a nation that can actually now be a part in the new dynamics in the international community. So we, we need to understand where the country is situated at the moment. And, uh, and I think our national heroes uh, with uh, Dr. Seppi Rizal are, are, are really now very much agitated wherever they are in, in, the, uh, in the bosom of uh, bliss and uh, joy. They cannot, they cannot experience that joy that even heaven perhaps can offer them because of what they see that is happening in our country. So uh, I, I, I can see, uh, Doctor, I, I, I don't know about the others, Dr. Hill, I think all of us here are senior citizens. <laughs> senior citizens who in the 70s or late 60s, as I said, were the youth at the time. We were catalyzing, we were the ones uh, that brought about the epiphany, the awakening of the need for, for change in our country. 60 years, 60 years after, we are still singing the same song of change. And uh, we are still hoping that uh, there has been enough quantitative uh, forces which have been generated that can bring about the, the qualitative uh, change in our uh, political, uh, economic, 
social and cultural situation. But more so, as I said, everything springs from our spirit as a people. The spirit of being one a people who love God dearly and a people who have brother, their sense of brotherhood, our care and concern for each other. So how do we now manifest that? How do we give witness to that in our politics? And, and yeah. uh, so, Parapio, please, uh, please read our recent uh, resolution, and that covered everything you said. Thank you, Doctor Paul. I will. Yeah. Oh, I will. And uh, go ahead. Point yeah. of information: the resolution, uh, the uh, while it is true that we are carrying on with the spirit of the uh, 1899 Malolos Congress. We have markedly said that uh, we are calling on the armed forces to peacefully withdraw, peacefully withdraw allegiance from the 1987 Constitution into the 1899 Constitution. That is the direct call, and the whereas in our resolution provides the reason for that, which, uh, as Dr. Posadas has pointed out, includes the concern that you have about the electoral exercises, that is uh, constantly an exercise in political insanity. And I have just pointed out that uh, lately the Comelec has, uh, in conversation with the Congressman Rama here, I pointed out that the Comelec has just uh, said that they have registered new voters to the tune of 4.8 million people, new first-time voters. But the, uh, but the uh, projected increase in the uh, Philippine population between 2019 to 2022 is just 4 million people. And that uh, 4 million, when subjected to cohort age analysis, would only yield uh, 2.7 million first-time 18-year-old voters. Why do we have now a registration of 4.8 million? Almost 5 million. So there is now a possibility of 2 million being padded again into the Comelec uh, voters list. That's a point of information I would like to call the attention of the group to. And uh, this... Uh, Padded voters, I have made a demographic analysis of this, which was uh, cited and published by Dr. Nelson Chalice, one of the most uh, uh, prominent uh, advocates of uh, election reform. Uh, we, at that point, the analysis, the arithmetic analysis and demographic analysis that I made, which he uh, cited in his uh, columns in the Manila Times, appointed to the existence of 14 million, 14 million padded voters in 2019 alone. And while the Comelec has also uh, taken out 7 million voters last February, another 7 million remains. And with the present information that they gave us, that they now have registered 4.8 million, while the expected the registrants from the increase of population is just 2.7 million of new voters, now, that brings to light certain questions that the Comelec has to answer. Where are these extra 2.1 million coming from? Yeah. 
but nobody is asking that question. So this point of information related to the um, point of privilege that was uh, cited by attorney Sarapio is relevant. That's why I'm bringing it up to the body right now. And the, uh, that was also the interpolation related from uh, Dr. Posadas that this is all uh, about uh, jibing the presence effort that this group is trying to do uh, that has already been also uh, exerted and uh, attempted by the group of Attorney Serapio in uh, a decade ago during the time of uh, Macapagal Arroyo. And uh, right now, our effort is uh, being done through the medium of the web. What we're trying to bring out now is a parliament of the web. And that's why we're going through this exercise, starting with this uh, uh, weekly plenary sessions, which started today, the birthday of Dr. Serizal, and we will, in which will continue onwards for uh, every Saturday of the of the year up to the birthday of Andres Bonifacio on November 30, 2021. So back to you, uh, Dr. Posadas. If you have uh, additional questions uh, to for Dr. Attorney Serapio, go ahead. Now, again, in reference to Attorney Serapio. Uh, therein lies the difference of uh, the result that we're trying to achieve. Our intent is not to change a person or a government official or topple the government as it is. Uh, so in a sense, our intent or intention is now documented through the powers of the, through the, through technology and uh, for in what we call the uh, Congress of the Web. So everything is documented here that will prove our intent to change, not to, not to uh, uh, get rid of a, of a regime, but to change the whole system in itself. So Attorney Serapio, that, there is what's called the, in the realm of the uh, political realm, that uh, you are trying to really change the electoral process because you are frustrated to uh, to change the uh, the uh, insane insane process of electing officials. But then it's just a correlation; it's not a cause. So what were you you were arguing was directly the effect of the system, and you were arguing that you wanted to change the system because of the effect of uh, the electoral process, which was uh, really uh, uh, a political insanity of going through the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. So therein lies the difference of what we're doing now. Our intent is to completely change and everything will be on the record that we want a complete logical change from the 1987 constitution to the 1899 constitution. Uh, point of information again, uh, related to what you're saying. In fact, I think the difference is only the means through which we are trying to effect the same thing that the group of attorney Serapio and uh, General Portonato <coughs> tried to do a decade ago. And the other point of information that I would like to emphasize here is the fact that since uh, 2001, after the coup d'etat was uh, staged against Arab with the um, invention of uh, that uh, um, Supreme Court ruling, which is uh, constructive resignation, 
1987 constitution has already been broken. And once uh, something like that is broken, you could not put it together again, just like Humpty Dumpty. No? All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put that together again. It's broken. And that uh, rogue Supreme Court under Hilario Davide, in fact, subverted this uh, 1987 constitution. And because that 1987 constitution as ratified by the Filipino people in 1987 never contained any phrase in its specific uh, dicta on how to replace a president. That constitution never contained that phrase that was invented by them called constructive resignation. So since uh, 2001, this uh, 1987 constitution has been a de facto patched up constitution that has never been ratified by the Filipino people. So we just have a de facto broken constitution that is patched together and held together in place because of the convenience of the people who are in power. So right now, in effect, we have a government of men and women and not a government of laws. And that point even can be raised by uh, Attorney Serapio if he appeals this matter to the uh, Supreme Court. Dr. Attorney Serapio. Uh, thank you, uh, Professor Hill. If I may just... Uh, share an information to the body or to this uh, assembly. I agree with Dr. Posadas that the call to uh, withdraw support from a constitution that no longer obtains, which means the 1987 constitution, which has already been uh, violated and broken, as uh, Dr. Hill uh, mentioned, with the uh, decision of the Supreme Court on the Strada case. Uh, I would say that the call that you have made and to which I am willing to really put also my, uh, my uh, name and support it is very ingenious, uh, Dr. Posadas. In fact, that was a uh, part of what was attempted also by the second Malolos Congress that we conducted. However, if I may just uh, inform the body, the, our group now is a supporting the Bayanihan federal constitution that was crafted and, and drafted by the consultative committee of uh, former Chief Justice uh, Renato Puno. And I think there is going to be no contradiction between your call and the call for us to move forward towards the transition to a new uh, constitutional order from uh, unitary to federal and uh, from a the present uh, unitary presidential to a federal presidential type of government akin to the one that was uh, tailor-made for Charles de Gaulle when he was asked to uh, lead France again. Now, uh, why do I say that there is really no contradiction? There can be a fusion between the two calls. The call to once again adopt the 1899 Malolos Constitution can very well serve as the foundation as well as the basis for uh, the uh, transition period. While we now uh, transition into the new constitutional order that was defined in the Bayanihan Puno Constitution. Uh, 
at, at the moment, there are several versions which uh, are hindering precisely a united uh, stand on the uh, constitution uh, that was drafted by the CONCOM led by Chief Justice Puno. Uh, one of these versions uh, is those that is being propounded by the advocates of revolutionary government in the ranks also of the incumbent uh, administration or the incumbent uh, president. And as a result of two or three versions, that became the convenient excuse as to why we should not uh, deliberate on that uh, new uh, constitution that is being proposed to change the present one. While on the other hand, the 1899 constitution, as it stands now, even historically, was adopted by our founding fathers. So in as much as there is no more any kind of issue, although that was also uh, debated very uh, intensely by the uh, framers in that Congress, uh, it was uh, adopted by the uh, by the assembly. I think, uh, in in so far as the form of government was supposed to be adopted, parliamentary or presidential, there is just a difference of one vote, if I can, uh, if I remember correct correctly, and even in some other provisions like uh, the. Uh, non-establishment clause or the freedom of religion clause. The, this was so intensely debated that the vote that separated the two groups were very slim. So anyway, as I said, perhaps we can have that fusion where the advocates of those who want uh, or calling for the withdrawal of support by the armed forces in the present 1987 constitution and shifting it to the 1899 Malolos constitution and also the call for us to start now uh, our just ordering of society under a new constitutional blueprint, which in this case is the Puno Bayanian Constitution, can actually now be uh, worked out together. So uh, again, uh, Doctor, my uh, congratulations for that very insightful and very ingenious uh, call that uh, you and the rest, like Dr. Hill and the others in the assembly, have made. No? And uh, not only is it ingenious, but it is connecting ourselves once more to the spirit of our founding fathers. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank, thank you very you. much, um, Dr. Attorney Rapio. And any more questions? Uh, unless um, Dr. Posadas has something more to say, I would uh, give the others a chance to ask questions uh, for Attorney Rapio. Anybody who wants to ask questions and uh, direct some interpolation questions to Attorney Serapio. And the, uh, uh, Mr. Morales, you, uh, Mariolas, you'd like to ask questions or somebody here like Ben, who is uh, from the RDRG group, the group that has also made a call for a revolutionary government last June 12. Do you have any questions, uh, Ben? Well, well, what I could add here is... Uh... Uh, I have a question in my mind. Why is it the 1987 Constitution, such as uh, uh, Section 1 of Article 2, Section 4 of Article 3, and Section 17 and 18 of Article 12, were not uh, respected by uh, the government? Why? In the first place, because now we have the pandemic, uh, 
sabi nila pandemic but I don't believe so it is really pandemic. The Constitution provides that in time of emergency, the government has to take over all public utilities. The question in my mind is, why is it that no one is helping the people despite of the fact that they are jobless? They have no money to pay their electricity. They have no money to pay their water. They have no money to pay their telcos. Particularly that now the children are going to school using internet. So those are things that came in my mind because when we were at Minjula, I told one colonel that it is very clear in the constitution that civilian authority is over military. So I told him, why you keep shouting at us? And it is also very clear that ipinagbabawal ang paggawa ng batas na maghadlang sa pagtipon-tipon. Ay bakit ka ko hinaharang mo kami? So ang sa akin na isip, what are those lawyers now doing? Why is it no one questioned the unconstitutionality of ITF and DOH. Why? Is this constitutional? Are they respecting the supreme law of the land, which is the constitution, considering that it is supervised by the Supreme Court as well? And those are the things that came to my mind. Why is it that we should go on 1899 constitution in order to restore our freedom because now the 1987 constitution are no longer respected by the people in the government yes so that is what question being directed to attorney serapio you have a comment on that attorney serapio well i think we'll have to go back to the fundamental principle of what a constitution is and we all know uh from our uh study of uh, Philippine constitution has been defined to us. Essentially, when you say that you have a constitutional government, you have a delimited government because it is delimited in the sense that the power of the people as the sovereign is really absolute. And it is only because of their voluntary surrender of some of their rights and privileges that uh, the duly uh, constitute, constituted authority is given that power to be exercised for and on, on their own behalf. Anyway, let me just focus on one provision that was cited by our good friend. Uh, and this, he was saying, and this is the provision uh, which is considered to be new in the 87 Constitution. It is the protectorate provision. It provides civilian authority shall at all times be supreme over the military. It is the duty of the military to protect the people and the state. And every time there is a challenge, not just a challenge, but uh, a violation of the territorial integrity of the country as well as the sovereignty, then the military is called upon to be the protector. 
However, the military will always need a civilian authority to provide them the policy direction. So the question is, who is the civilian authority referred to in that constitutional provision? It is the duly elected president. It is not even Congress. It is not even the uh, And neither can it be considered the Supreme Court, which is not elected. Because it is the president which, who acts as the commander-in-chief also of the military and who has all the uh, so-called commander-in-chief powers and other reserve powers which are provided for in the Constitution. So the question of our friend is why is it that these powers which have all been lodged in the person of the president not being exercised? By the fact that he did not exercise it, is he now committing already a violation of the Constitution? Now that is the problem because we know that whenever there is a constitutional question, you have to bring it to the courts and the courts will not take cognizance of a constitutional question unless what they, there is what they call as a justiciable controversy, something, an issue that they need to, uh, to uh, decide on and to resolve. So, it, so the, it is incumbent on those who want to assert their rights their constitutional right, the right to freedom of speech, the right to assemble and petition government for redress of grievances, all the others in the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. If you, we believe that they are being violated when we are actually exercising this, it is those who are agreed, agreed by the violation who have to bring this to the court, to the Supreme Court, and make it a justiciable controversy that the court needs to resolve. And that's the reason why I'm saying we will look into what Dr. Posadas was saying. I mean, if you believe that uh, when you were arrested, it was a violation of your uh, constitutional right to freedom of speech, to petition government for redress of grievances, rather than go through the process of uh, litigating this in a, in a criminal case, you bring the question, the constitutional question, to the courts. Of course, there are a lot of other con technical considerations that will have to be taken into account. But that is a very good insight that is worth looking looking into. And I will discuss it with my lawyers, whether even in this late date that's still possible. Because uh, truth to tell, uh, Dr. Posadas, if I may just say so, at the height when our case was uh, being tried in the court, when media was always there, I, I had uh, as my lawyer, or we had as our lawyer, uh, I, one of the prominent uh, political figures at the, at the time, of course, uh, Bono, Bono Adasa. And I, I'm only mentioning him because I'm very much uh, uh, in, in my sense of gratitude to, to, to him, no? But because at that time, at that time, I did not want to participate in the judicial process. And it was only uh, uh, Congressman Adasa who prevailed upon me and said, you will lose your license as a lawyer, uh, Charlie, if you do not uh, participate in this and if you proclaim to the court what you intended to do, no? that you do not believe in the electoral or in the judicial process, etc. And uh, that may be a ground for you to, uh, to be disbarred. So, uh, well, uh, I suppose I considered my being a lawyer to, to much of a uh, of value to me that he was able to prevail upon me. But actually, I did not want to 
actually uh, participate in that judicial process uh, at that time. No? Uh, and uh, anyway, going back to the to the question uh, posed by uh, our uh, good friend, uh, if you believe that there was a violation of your constitutional rights, then you will have to bring it to the courts in order to seek redress for that violation. Uh, the the court on its own cannot moto proprio uh, act, act on the issue, and uh, in so far as the, what the president is concerned. Uh, since uh, during his term, he is immune, immune from uh, suit, it will have to be his uh, alter egos who will have to be uh, implicated in the complaint that you will file. No? And uh, again, if we believe that somehow the system has become so convoluted that it will, uh, it will again just be an exercise of uh, futility, of futility, then... Uh, you will just be using again the platform in order to be able to bring this to the attention of our people. But at the end of the day, it is the people exercising their sovereign power that we can ultimately bring about constitutional change. Because constitutional change, con the constitution is nothing more but the repository of the sovereign powers of the people. And, uh, and the government are nothing more but agents of that sovereign power of the people. So when we say now that the 87 constitution is no longer responsive as a repository of that power, the people can very well say that you, know, uh, you are not uh, you, you are exceeding the authority given to you as agent. So we, the principal, meaning the principal source of that sovereign power, the people are now revoking that power and withdrawing that power from you. And the physical, political expression of that is when the military, which is the representation of the force of the people, of the power of the people when it comes to uh, the physical uh, force and power, will have to agree with the people in so far as that's concerned. If the military says, yes, we uh, under that provision, I think it's Article 2, Section 3, then uh, because uh, the sovereign powers of the people have been violated by their agents, meaning the government, then we will now be on the road into changing the, uh, the present constitution that obtains now and be able to put in its place, if we decide, uh, as a transition, the 1899 Malolos Constitution and as, a, as the future constitutional order to be defined by the proposed uh, Puno Bayaninendra Constitution. So uh, as the, uh, Dr. Hill was saying, we're talking here of goals, processes, and means. Our goal is to change the uh, social uh, structure. Our goal is to have a social just reordering of society no? uh, or political reordering also of uh, society. The process is it has to be constitutional in the sense that uh, it is peaceful, it is uh, lawful, it is non-violent, and it is popular and democratic. That's the, that's the nature of the process. The means is still people exercising their sovereign power directly. That is the, the means. Okay. Now, for our action to be constitutional, we still need to invoke, we have to have a constitutional nexus, a connection between our action to the present constitution. And the present constitution provides that relief under Article 2, Section 3, which is the protectorate provision 
in the 1987 Constitution, which begins with that uh, statement that civilian authority shall at all times be supreme over the military. What is the difference between civilian power and civilian authority? Authority is mandated power. In other words, if the president claims civilian authority, it is because he has that mandate through a process, which was the election. On the other hand, civilian power is simply just a direct exercise of popular power, of the raw power of the people. But that raw power of the people will have to have an institutional container. And the institutional container that the raw power of the people needs is the institution of the military. That is the institutional container of the raw power, the raw political power of the people. And when there is that alignment, then they can very well invoke this specific provision. And they can very well authorize also a new civilian authority. In the second Malolos Congress, which we conducted, we presented as an alternative civilian, civilian authority the triumvirate of the General Abad, Secretary Enriquez, and uh, Ambassador Sinieres. But the, the military, even if they sent uh, uh, words of, uh, of uh, well, uh, it's not really support, but they sent words of understanding on why we're doing it, uh, did not uh, actually come out to show it because there was no critical force also that was demonstrated by that. And as you said, it was uh, it was an exercise. We were not asking for a rebellion. It was an exercise of uh, sovereign power. And the word of the use, the use of the word transition was advisedly done because transition uh, as uh, defined by, by Webster's is nothing more but a passageway. So we're saying that uh, a passageway for us towards change is if we put in place a new uh, political order or adapt a new political process to bring about that, uh, that change. So, you know. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I raised that uh, question because I was a little bit confused. Last February 2, on the Constitution Day in Manila Hotel, uh, a lot of lawyers are saying that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and it should be followed and obeyed by all or every citizen of the Republic. Now, my question to the Dean of Manuel Quezon University is that why is it that the provision of Article 12 was not implemented but there was a Bayanihan Act which was uh, enacted by Congress. But why is it that Article 12 was not included? So his answer is, if I want to be clarified, I'll go to the Supreme Court. So in that case, why should I go to the Supreme Court if the Constitution provides clearly that it must be done? Particularly that sovereignty as what uh, Tony Serapio is saying, that the president is, it is, and that the sovereignty is, uh, 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 will be coming from the president. But I doubt, because when you say sovereignty resides in the people, and all government authority emanates from them, 
this does not this does not mean that the authority or the sovereignty of the people was been transferred to the president. When we say that emanate from us, that is really coming from us, not from the president. Sovereignty resides in the people and all government authority emanates from them. Simple as that. So what I was uh, thinking is why we are twisting the law for the benefit of uh, uh, the view. When in fact and in truth, a lot of people is appearing right now. So why should not we interpret the law in accordance to its legal intents and purposes? Well, Mr. Rapio, you'd like to respond? Well, uh, thank you, Paul. First, to clarify, I did not say oh, that sovereignty actually comes from the president. Uh, the president is just like all other government officials, is just an agent of the sovereign power of the people as well. Anyway, uh, the 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 Constitution, many of the provisions in the Constitution are not what you call self-executing. You need enabling legislation in order for some of these provisions in the Constitution to be executed. That is one of the reasons why in the proposed Puno Bayanihan draft Constitution, those which still need enabling legislations have already been made as self-executing. For example, the provision on dynasty. The reason why you cannot uh, implement the provision on dynasties because it needs the enabling legislation of Congress. Uh, in the proposed Bayanihan Constitution, that is was made already self-executory. In other words, you don't need an, an enabling legislation. So, and that is also the reason why, uh, uh, sir, our good friend, when you believe that some provisions of the Constitution are not being followed, you need to bring this to the attention of the authority that has the power to be able to execute it. For example, if it is the executive or the president who is called upon to implement that provision of the constitution, that will have to be brought to the attention of the president. And that will, will, have, to be, that will have to follow a process. If the president, despite being uh, uh, is, con is considered to have violated that uh, provision, and as I said, since he is immune from suit, then you will have to sue his, his uh, alter egos. If it has something to do with health, then you sue the Secretary of Just Health. If it has something to do with local government, then you sue the Secretary of Local Government. If you have something to do with uh, natural resources, then you sue the uh, uh, Secretary of Natural Resources and all others who were there, uh, who were uh, not implementing uh, the law as provided for in, in the Constitution. Uh, in, in it, that's what I meant. You know, our Constitution is not, uh, by and large, not self-executory. It all it requires enabling legislation for it to be implemented. And unfortunately, uh, if the if the institution called upon to uh, legislate has other interests than the interests of the people, then you will now begin to understand why it is not being implemented. Because what is being implemented is the interest of a select elitist few rather than the interest of the sovereign, sovereign people. And when that happens repeatedly, and it happens widely and broadly already, that is when we say that the Constitution is no longer uh, being observed, no longer being followed, it, has, it is no longer being responsive 
And therefore, the principal, meaning the people, has that right to uh, reorder against society according to their own plan and according to their own design now. A new constitutional order is something that the people can adopt in order for their interests to be protected and to be promoted. And uh, how, how does the people exercise that? One way is what you are doing now. You are making a proposition. Let us go back to the 1899 Malolos uh, cons Constitution because by doing so, by calling for that, you are calling on the military to uh, withdraw support to the present 87. Because for as long as the military supports the 87 Constitution, then the only way, again, is uh, either revolution is what or what the other sectors in our society have been waging for the past 60 years, and that is to overthrow the government. Now, as uh, far as we are concerned, we're peace-loving citizens, we're non-violent, we follow the constitutional, legal, democratic, popular process, and that can only be so if we are able to invoke a constitutional mechanism. And that constitutional mechanism I propose is in the in Article 2, Section 3, which is the protectorate clause uh, of the Constitution. Point of information to uh, elaborate on what uh, Attorney Schrapp is saying. Uh, I would like people... to butt in. Okay, go I ahead. I'd like to butt, butt in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. I can only recall what the late Senator Tolentino said in a private conversation inside his car in 1983 after his talk about uh, the West Philippine Sea and Unclos at the Manila Mandarin. And sabi niya, laws are not made by God. It is only made by man. Later, after some several years, some smart lawyers will discover the loopholes in the constitution and, all, and any of the enabling laws. When that time happens, then that is the time when we need to revise the laws of the land. Yan ang sabi niya ni is considered as uh, the foremost or number one author in constitutional law. But all his writings, sabi niya, are subject to change eventually when smart lawyers will find out the weaknesses and the loopholes in these laws. Kaya napag-uusapan natin yan ngayon kasi siguro marami na sa inyo Ako, hindi ako abogado, pero marami sa inyo ang nakakapansin na talagang napakaraming uh, mali sa constitution natin. And this is a natural process as far as my uh, impression on what uh, the great constitutionalist said. That laws are made by men. Yun lang. Yes, as a point of clarification to what uh, was said by Attorney Serapio as well as the comment of uh, Mr. Mariolas, we have to uh, we have to distinguish 
within the concept of uh, constitutionalism and an actual enactment of that concept in a paper constitution. Those are two different things. Constitutionalism is the idea of delimited government, wherein people only surrender their sovereignty after a certain extent as expressed into a document that is called the constitution. But uh, as you know, um, a constitution is just a particular instantiation of the spirit and the principle of constitutionalism, which is the highest rule of law where the welfare and the concerns of the people are foremost, the supreme law of the land. So when a particular constitution is bastardized, is uh, not followed, is uh, actually superseded by the will of men rather than the rule of law, then that particular instantiation of the spirit of constitutionalism has to be discarded by the people because they cannot be subjected and oppressed by an instrument, a paper instrument that was a product of their sovereignty. It cannot be used against them. That is why they have the right to revolt. They have the right to change it. They have the right to um, invoke a new constitution that will reflect the sovereignty that will serve the welfare of the people, which is the highest law. The welfare of the people is the highest law, and that is to be followed. That is, I think, what um, Mr. Marioles was referring to, and what was also implied by Attorney Serapio. Any comment, uh, Attorney Serapio? I agree, I agree, uh, Professor Gu. Okay. So uh, does that uh, does the discussion and the interpolations and the other comments uh, answer your question, uh, Mr. Lorke? Or do you have to add something more, Ben Lorke? I I don't believe that uh, what was being mentioned is the solution to the problem at present, because uh, as you have said the constitution are violated by the people. Like for example, this uh, no ex post facto law has to be, uh, or uh, bill of attenders has to be enacted. Then the constitution is now existing. Why the IATF and the DOH has to make another uh, uh, rules and regulation against those uh, provisions of the constitution? So this is the great uh, question in my mind. Why is it that they are creating rules and regulation if not considered as law against the duly constituted constitution of the Republic? Yes, Mr. Lorde, I was uh, referring to that precisely when I said earlier in my uh, point of information intervention that uh, the laws of the land has been already violated. The constitution has been a de facto constitution and a broken constitution since 2001. We are now a government of men and not a government of law. They do what they want to do, even if it is not in the constitution. And what is required for them to do, that is required by the constitution, they don't do if it is not uh, to their interest. Because right now, our society is captured by an elite interest group that only serves their purpose. In their minds, this uh, piece of paper which they have totally discarded in 2001, 
and have constantly violated with these uh, things that you are now observing during this pandemic is just another piece of paper. Some politician even called it just toilet paper. It is, uh, we have now a government of men. We have a de facto unratified constitution, something that was not approved of by the people. So when an instrument of a, 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 like a piece of paper is being used by men in the guise of uh, citing constitutionalism to oppress the people, then that particular constitution, that particular piece of paper, which is an expression of constitutionalism, should be discarded by the people. And that is what we are doing now by calling on the, on the, on the uh, military to withdraw support from this uh, document called the 1987 Constitution, which is now being used by the people in power to oppress us and shift to our Dehori Constitution, the, the 1899 Constitution, which has never been abrogated by the Filipino people. And it's the only Dehori Constitution that can provide us a gift from our forefathers that can provide us with a reset button to reorganize our society and then proceed towards retrofitting it with uh, as, as many amendments as we want that may perhaps adapt most of the provisions uh, uh, that, are, that have been recommended in the Bayanihan Constitution, <laughs> then we should proceed to do that. And our group is opting to call on the military to make that shift peacefully, to make this peaceful shift because this is, this is something that can be recognized by the principle of constitutionalism. And we are not in any way violating anything. We are not advocating violence. We are asking them to realize this is the way it is. And there are more, of, uh, more and more of us clamoring to do this. Then they will have to exert their particular natural, uh, natural uh, role as the protectors of the people and then follow the will of the people. Because uh, as I have said, the will of people is the voice of God. But under our present setup, we're in uh, the unintended effect of this constitutional um, independence of the COMELEC was regulatory capture of the COMELEC by syndicates that constantly subject our electoral sovereignty to assault. Then the protectors of the people have to intervene and protect this assault and rape about electoral sovereignty, which attorney uh, Serapias called a three-year cycle of uh, constantly exercising the same thing with uh, expectation that there will be a different result. So this has to be ended. And only a uh, manifestation to the military, which is the organized institution that can express the people's will in terms of enforcement, this particular thing has to be communicated to them, that many and more of the Filipinos are in accord with this call and that they should hear this call. And that is the purpose of the group. That was the purpose of the group of Attorney Serapio and, uh, 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 and uh, General Abbott in the, the past decade. And this is our purpose now. And we are explicitly saying that. And so the more we spread this idea, the more we communicate this idea to most of the people in the country, in English, in Tagalog, in the dialects like Ilocano, Pangalatok, and Magindanaon, Tausog, then we'll have more and more people understanding this principle. And this will pressure, pressure the military to finally reset the button and set us into a process of changing the constitution, 
reverting to the gift of the forefathers that we have in the 1899 constitution and proceed towards the renewal of the nation. That's the message I would like to say to everybody. So let's go back to Attorney Surapio if he has anything to add. Just open for questions. But uh, I have nothing more to add at this point, uh, <laughs> Professor Hill. Okay, I think let's give the floor to uh, um, Congressman Willie Villarama because he is uh, one of uh, who has experience with the institutional processes of our uh, under the present 1987 Constitution. Any uh, comment or any question, uh, Congressman Villarama? Yeah, I'm asking you to unmute. Um, Congressman Villarama, are you listening to the deliberations or you have muted the entire discussion? You have to unmute. Okay, go ahead. You recognize Congressman Villarama? Well, uh, I'm more of a listener and a Executioner, no? Uh, hindi po ako naging, ano, yung, uh, yung bang nag-iisip, uh, no? Ay, uh, kaya I appreciate people na magagaling. Where, kung uh, kanika blas, yeah, I'd be twice, no? Kasi, aking kaugalian, kaya kung kanika blas, na aking, ano, uh, kabayan Charlie, Matagal ko na kaibigan yan. So, ang ginagawa ko lang, yung mga narinig ko na kailangan gawin, I, I look for, ano, how, for uh, ways to implement this. No? Hindi ako masyado yung nag-iisip. Nakakaintindi ako, pero kanya-kanya ano eh, kanya-kanya tayong ano eh, kanya-kanya tayong uh, mga talento, no? Hindi binigay na just yeah. that. So, uh. lagi yan, Medyo maganda na may historical uh, background at saka may constitutional ano uh, provision na pwedeng gumalawang military. Kaya lang, ito pa yun, uh, dala na ang tao sa mga ed sa 1, ed sa 2, ed sa 3. At ang Pilipino, by nature, uh, ano mabahit at uh, peaceful. No? So, ang uh, iniisip ko, baka ano yung koldo tama nasa nakasulat sa papel lahat ang pwedeng gawin ng military pero pag naririnig nila yung military rebgo na tatetero pang marami dahil eto na naman ang military ang nakikita ko kung ano uh, siguro ang mangyayari uh, role models no yung mga matitino Kamukha niya, no? ni Charlie. Ito e, mga dapat pumasok. Ito. Problema na. Uh, ang hirap panalo dahil pera-pera. Eh. 
So, so kailangan talaga magkaroon ng kuko. Uh, yung mga ito, na kumakandidato kahit natatak palang araw, magigising yung mga botante. Mahirap kasi yung kandidato pag natalo. Itatanong mo, uh, pare, ano? Wala, talo. Hindi pwedeng ganun ang ang scenario uh, ng utak. Eh, pag natalo, ang ibig sabihin, tulog platforma habang buhay hindi pwedeng pa ang ginagawa ni Profesor no? at tinutuloy uh, niya itong kanyang paniniwala no? so, e virtual congress tayo which is very helpful dahil uh, itatrack sila uh, who cannot uh, <laughs> finish congress dahil uh, elite eh. At least, uh, uh, itong kanyang mga isusulat tungkol dito sa different solutions, mababasa ng kabata. At meron siya, may, may Bibliang iiwanan si Profesor dito sa mga kabataan. And uh, sa akin, uh, yun ang malaking contribution kasi wala na tayong mababasa sa diyari ng mga role model ang pinang malaki nila si sa Pasig ano si Anpado si so, uh, uh, General sa Bagyo General tapos sa Alabat uh, PNP General din pero uh, palagay ko mas marami doon ang mga ano eh uh, matitinong mga mayor out of 1,000 what 700 citizen municipalities Uh, yun ang kailangan hanapin sana ng mga NGO para sa ganun maikwento no maikwento sa mga bata ano yung mga best practices no hindi naman kasi lahat korap eh and uh, yun ang nakikita kong kulang kaya walang ano eh walang ginaganahan bumoto eh, pare-parehong korap hindi naman totoo yun hindi naman hindi malatang ang politiko korap. Ang iba, tahimik lang dahil walang magawa. Pero I'm sure may mga executives dyan na best practices. We have to encourage the young people to be active in politics even not as a candidate but as voters. No? And to learn how to fact-check itong mga, mga kandidato. Nandiyan naman si Mr. Google Nandiyan naman si Mr. Wikipedia. I-google mo lang sa Wikipedia pangalan ng senador. Tapos, uh, followed by the word na uh, corruption. Lalabas lahat yung ano eh. Kaya yun sinasabi nila. Ang hirap naman. Kasi 60 million ng botante. Ang kandidato, ano, mga 5,000 yata or 25,000 na hanggang barangay. Hanggang, I mean, hanggang konsihal. Paano makikilala? Eh, ang dami na ano, ang dami nang pwedeng hanapan ano. So, yung solusyon paano mo tuturuan yung 60 million botante, 25,000 ang kandidato, 5,000 ang opisyalis ng Comelec. So, paano paano gagawin mo no? Eh, parang ano eh, dapat pakita sa kanila na may source of information sa social media. Sipagan lang nila, yung mga vlogger, you know, hanapin na lahat yung tutot mali. No? And then, uh, and then ang naisip ko, 
we can ask all candidates to open the uh, Facebook account, ano? And uh, post yung kanilang mga pangarap para sa mahirap yung mga nagawa nila. So that would be a, a, a big, big project, ano? And uh, it hasn't been na uh, kalimutan natin tungo ginagawa ni Professor. But but ano kailangan it goes hand in hand eh, habang nagtuturo tayo kung ano mga tama. Uh, kailangan may nakikita din yung mga kabataan at hanapin kung sino mga tamang kandidato at hindi tama. No? And uh, libre naman yan. Yung, if kabiganin nyo yung mga PCID, Rappler, uh, doon lahat ng mga negative. Eh. So y- yun lang po ang aking, ano, ang, uh, ang aking masasabi. Kasi uh, ang daming magagaling na Pilipino. Maniwala kayo. Uh, ako, uh, I, 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 I know that for a fact. Kaya lang, siyempre, yung iba napipipi dahil anong gagawin nila? Wala naman silang kontak ng mga congressman na napalagay nila, makakatulong. No? Eh, so, yun, 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 ang ano, yun ang ating kailangan environment na gawin. Si Attorney Charlie, very qualified yan, pero alam niya naman sa Bulacan, para manalo ka sa Bulacan. Ah, magkano kailangan mo ibuhos? Well, although tapos na, nung tumakbo akong congressman noong 2021, overspending ako, 40 million ang inubos ko, sarili kong pera. Hanggang ngayon, di ko pa nakikita itsura ng 40 million eh, sa banko ko. Talagang fight to win. Ano? Dahil gusto kong pakita na pag nanalo ako, magiging iba akong congressman. And I did it. No? Uh, yung, mga, yung mga 10%, 10%, Pinapasok sa mga ihingi. Kaya nung re-election ko, wala na. Alam naman, ubusin ko pa yung savings ko. No? Surrender na ako. And then, naging notorious ako sa corruption guy. No? At is yung DOJ secretary, TESDA, BIR, ang dami. No? Talagang nagwawala ako. And uh, so, nung kumandidato kong re-election, Siyempre, lahat yung nadisirasya ko nagpadala ng pera sa kalabang ko. Eh ako, nakita-kita ko naman yung gagawin nila. Dahil aksyon demokratiko ako, dalawa lang kami magkapartito. Eh lahat eh, ano, nasa LDP ba? LDP ba si GMA? Hindi ko na maalala. So, ano, may, may, may parusa yung gumagawa ng tama. But, uh, question, did I stop after losing. Hindi naman eh. Hanggang ngayon, malikot pa rin ang utak ko. Marami pa rin ako ginagawang anti-corruption. Although, underground na. No? Underground na. Dahil uh, yung aking mga bubuwit, nagpapatuloy ng kwento na ganyan. And then, may mga matatapang naman sa gobyerno ngayon na kung kano nga magkapatid na beli ka. No? Ayan, very ano yan. Very subukoy yung mga yan. Nagbigay ka ng tip, inibisigahan talaga nila. No? So, maghahanap tayo ng seryoso. They may not be perfect. Dahil siyempre, may mga amo sila. But by and large, they're trying to cut red tape. At uh, dinidimanda nila, ginugulo nila yung PhilHealth. No? Uh, so, ma, ano, uh, very positive po ako sa kinabukasan ng Pilipinas. Hanapin lang natin yung mga taong totoo. Taong totoo. Maraming taong totoo, pero siyempre may pabila, takot. Kaya mga ako yun, siyempre may mga puna ako, 77 years old na ako, nag-iingat na rin ako dahil 
delikado, delikadong makaka magkaroon ng mabigat na na kalaban. Nadisgrasya ko hindi oh, Jay. Eh tatlong taon na ako naka ano, may mga pulis na escort, napakagastos, no? Dahil uh, wala, you have to protect yourself. Eh. Uh, mga anak ko, isis ko, nagiiyakan, takot-takot. So, eh, madaling sabihin na kailangan tapang eh. Pero alam nyo, habang tumatanda ka, medyo nag-iingat ka na. So, ang kailangan, iwanan natin sa mga kabataan naman. Lalo ngayon, madaling maging matapang. Panay social media. Uh, mag- magpadala ka lang, padala ng mga tips sa mga matitinong dyaryo, Rappler, etc. PCIJ. Uh, meron din sa gobyerno. No? Uh, may mga inatapoy tama si Presidente na talagang ginagawa trabaho nila. No? So, with social media, I think we can, ano, the, the situation in this country will, will improve a lot. No? Although talagang yung mga agencies na malalaking budget no? na para sa tao, talagang Whether you like it or not, nakukura ko talaga yung bilyon-bilyon pera. Uh, hindi hindi mahinto eh. Kasi sa bawat ahensya po, may, may mafia eh. Mga old-timers mafia na kinukurap yung mga assistant secretary, regional director. Kasi dito sa nangyayari sa devolution, no? local government code, pag-alis ng pera sa, pag-alis ng pera sa, ano, sa DBM, punta sa department. Pagdating sa probinsya, ang siga na diyan, yung governor at saka mayor. Eh. Hindi na hindi na pwedeng disiplinahin ng ano eh. Ng uh, ng ano, ng uh, department like Department of Agriculture, devolved na yan eh. Ibababa nila ang uh, DBM, bababa nila ang pera sa DA. Ang DA uh, maglalabas ng pera papuntang region, no? pagdating sa probinsya ano na provincial agriculturist na ano tanga na ng gobernador lalo na pagdating sa sa munisipyo ang may tanga ng pera yung mayor at saka yung kanyang paboritong municipal na uh, agriculture office no so kung farmer ka nakaaway mo yung na chismis ka na kinalaban mo yung mayor nung nakaraang halalan eh wala na uh, wala ka nang tatanggapin biyaya sa gobyerno. So, yun, yun po ang ano, yun po ang nagiging problema. Wala na pong uh, pakialam o power ang Department of Agriculture pagdating ng pera, paglabas ng pera sa kanilang ano, sa kanilang budget. So, may, although maganda yung devolution dahil uh, para bang uh, ang sinusunod natin diyan yung prinsipyo na kung ano magagawa sa baba, eh, gawin sa baba, ano? yung uh, principle of subsidiarity. Eh, kaya lang, hindi pwedeng biglain eh. Kailangan palakasin muna yung iba ba, no? Na yung mga mayor muna ang palakasin. Yung mga ngayon, may ira. Wow, ang ira. Eh, sabi nila, mag- magaling. Totoo magaling sa papel ang ira. Lalaki yung budget, no? Pero tinan nyo, pagdating sa barangay, ang, uh, ang, ang uh, ano tawag dito, ang pondo uh, for development, 20%. Sa isang barangay sa Makati, pinag-aaral na yan, uh, 400 million ang ira nila. So 20% doon, 
is 80 million development fund. Pwede pong gamitin yan para ipasyal yung mga kasambahay na botante. Pwede panay may... So, yun, yun ang ano, yun ang nakakayak. No? Mas malaki ang nawawala sa barangay, palagay ko. No? Kasi pagka right, tatamaan talaga yung, yung kanilang constituents. No? Yun, yun ang ano. So, we have corruption all over. No? And uh, ito yung mga, ano, ito yung mga kailangan magkukula ng pansin kasi mayaman po tayo. Kaya lang nauubos po sa DKGS. Ano, yan, yan, yan po ang nakikita kong uh, problema natin. And uh, tama itong uh, ginagawa ni Profesor. Kasi dito, we, we can uh, invent no? mga batas no? para magamit ng mga susunod na saling bahay. No? Usap puti kung paano. Kasi ang tama si Kabayan Charlie, ang, ang, ang problema dito sa konstitusyon at saka mga batas, kahit ay mga ordinary uh, laws, kailangan ng, ano, ng uh, IRR eh. Kailangan ng implementing rules and regulations. Eh dito yung dayaan po eh. Dito dayaan. Yung hindi nila malagay sa batas para papaburan yung mga, yung mga taipan, yung mga ayaman, eh sinisingit nila sa IRR. Yan, yan ang malungkot. And ang masa, hindi masyadong kabisado yan. Dahil sila-sila lang nag-uusap. Nakikita nyo na lang na nadiskirasa na yung pera ng bayan. Yan lang po ang aking, ano, yan lang po ang aking sharing. Maraming pong salamat. Okay, Dan, you recognize Dan Lorca? Uh, well, uh, narinig natin na na-enumerate ni Congressman Villarama ang mga problema. I'm sorry na medyo napasunod-sunod ang salita ko. Pero marami ang pumapasok na katanungan sa aking isipan. Uh, sila ay nasa Congress. Alam natin na walang death penalty sa ngayon. Uh, Congressman Villarama, pwede ka ba gumawa ng uh, bill? Uh, na dahil alam mo na doon sa mga probinsya, sa mga LGU, malaki ang problema. Pagdating sa probinsya, punta sa gobernur, sa mayor, doon, nagkalat-kalat na pira. Corruption ay nandoon. Pwede ka ba gumawa ng bill na sa bawat 1 million na makulimbat nino man na opisyal ng gobyerno ay putulan ng daliri at pag lumampas sa 10 milyon ay putulan ng ulo pala wala na silang wala na mag-uulit sa sunod na gagawa at ito ay talagang napakahalaga sa mga huling henerasyon natin na ang mga huling henerasyon natin hindi nagagawa alam ko bakit kahit lagyan mo ng 12 milyon sa tabi niya hindi niya kukunin yan alam niya putol ulo ko dito pag ginawa ko to So I think that is the best solution to the present problem we are facing now in this country. Dahil mahirap eh. Alam natin ang problema but the question is we do not create solution to the problem. Kaya may sabi si Einstein ba yata, hindi ko magkamali, na ang problema na ginawa ng mga dati nating kaisipan ay hindi pwede gagawin ulit para ulitin ang failure ng ating isip. So, yan lang. Tapos, banggit mo kanina na may isa ka pa na banggit na tungkol doon sa sa ano ba yung huli mo sinabi. Doon nakikita ko na may, kagaya nito sa mga uh, 
implementation ng batas na hindi na-implement. Kaya sa Maritime Industry Authority, dahil ako ay isang seaman, Republic Act 9483, that was enacted in 2007. So siguro, hindi ko alam kung congressman ka noon. Bill to ni Manny Villar na naaprobahan naging batas. So ang pagkasabi doon, for every, ten, for every liter of oil delivered by oil tanker, they have to pay maritime industry authority 10 centavos per liter. So nung, ma, nung ma-research ko, nakikita ko na we have consumed 82 million liters a day. So kung itong 82 million liters a day na singil ito ng maritime industry authority, araw-araw may collection sana tayo na 8.2 million. At from 2007, since the law was enacted, pag kinumpute natin yan, maliwanag na may more or less 50 billion tayong collectible. So nabanggit mo rin kanina na doon sa IRR, IRR nagkakatalo, pero na, 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 napag-usapan namin ito sa maritime industry, na ang batas nga, eh, gumawa sila ng batas, wala naman doon ang uh, mga retraining nila kung ano-ano mga bayarin sa training. Bakit insert sa IRR? So sabi ng ibang abogado, mali ito. Ang wala sa batas, hindi pwede eh lagay sa IRR. So can you, can you enlighten us? Bakit na nangyayari ito? Kaya ang akin na isip dyan, ang mga taong gumawa ng korupsyon, for every one million corruption he made, isang daliri ang putulin, at kung mahigit sa sampu million, ulo niya putulin. Para hindi naman marisan. Salamat. Okay, start the business. Uh, sa Congressman Binyarama, your floor. Ano uh, uh, po, ah, uh... Palagay ko, ang ibig nyo lang sabihin ay uh, walang uh, kaparusahan sa mga magnanakaw. Kasi para umandar ang batas, kailangan may, ano, eh, may punishment. Eh. Halimbawa, sa subik. Nung si sa subik, pag hindi ka pumara sa police stop, siguradong huhulihin ka. Kaya doon, maingat ang maingat ang mga drivers. Ang ibig ko sabihin, para sa isang lipunan, umunlad ng mabuti, yung mga batas dapat sinusunod at kung hindi sinusunod ay may kaparasahan. Sa Pilipinas, ang problema po natin, uh, halimbawa sa stoplight, may bisita ako minsan na Amerikano, yung driver ko naman, uh, magre-red na, eh, nag-gopa. So sabi niya, Uh, what, why, what, what is it? What are those uh, stoplights for? No, yung uh, sabi ko sa Pilipinas, when you see a red light, it only means you may want to stop. No, you may want to stop. In short, hindi sinusunod eh. Ngayon, uh, ang number one solution talaga para magkaroon ng uh, mahuli no? o malaman natin ang ginagawa ng lahat. Kailangan po ay eh, transparent. Eh. Yung transparency po, ngayon with social media and yung mga makabagong pag, uh, pag ano, pag, uh, pag, pwedeng kasi kamukhang ginagawa ni Biko, sa bidding nila, naka-video, naka, naka no? mapapanood mo sa, sa bahay mo kung sino-sino naglalaban sa bidding kung ano mga kampanya no so 
Ang laki ng CBSA, kaya awarded yan na outstanding mayor. No? So it's not impossible. Ang kailangan lang po talaga, makahalal tayo ng pangulit na may political will. At paligid na mga sinong may karanasan may karanasan sa kasi kahit na magaling ang isang tao wala namang karanasan wala din mangyayari no? kailangan kasi pa kayo yung sinasabi nyo sa maritime industry dahil yun, yun, yun ang profesyon nyo I'm sure alam nyo na lahat ang kalokohan dyan yung lagayan lahat yung mga tiyang kailangan, ano? Ngayon, kung uh, transparent lahat, kahit ang judiciary, kung nakalagay ka agad sa, let's say, sa, sa isang platform, yung mga kasong nakapending, tapos may timeline yan, ano? Pwede nga yung nasasakdal o yung nag-demanda, makikita kung kailan siya nag-demanda at nasaan yung kanyang papel, ano? mabibilang o oh, isang buwan, dalawang buwan, isang taon, dalawang taon. So, may pupuntahan yung complainant, padwari, yung chief justice, meron siyang, ano, may sarili siyang, uh, uh, ano tawag dito, platform, kung saan may magsusumbong. No? Na chief justice, itong, itong kaso po ni, ni attorney Serapio, eh, Tagal-tagal na nakapending. Bakit gano'n? Tapos biglang nabuhay. So what I'm trying to say po, dito po sa dito sa makabagong mga pamamaraan, internet, internet of things, yun, yun po at doon po kailangan mag-concentrate. Pukubara ng mga kandidato, kasi nila, pukubara ng lahat ay which is not impossible, ano po, dahil nakikita nyo naman eh. Magbukas kayo ng isang makikita nyo na lahat yung ginagawa na sa tao. So, parang dapat ka-partner. Ka-partner nung mga grupo natin. Ano? Uh, aside from yung mga batas, tingnan natin kung paano natin, kaya nga po tayo nandito, parang mga congressman tayo, para mapagkakala po natin anong ilalagay natin yung batas at saka tayo na rin ang susulat nang ayar dahil pinag-usapan natin kung paano nagpapalusot no yung sa Kongreso sa Senado kanya-kanyang interes po kasi alam niyo sa IRR magpalitan niyo lang isang award eh ano bubuka na bubuka na eh pabor na yung ano pabor na po nung ano eh nang nang uh, isang Kamukha doon sa ating, ano, yung ating uh, electric bill, uh, electro natin, di ba? Eperalo. Yung Eperalo, ano yan, uh, ang daming naglabi dyan, no? Alam nyo na, yung mga nasa electric power. Kaya yung original yan, eh, ano na, hindi uh, nakakilala nung nagtulat nung lumpas. No? Tayo sa, kaya pa So, marami po tayong pahaw talaga. And yung uh, frustration, eh, naiintindihan, naiintindihan ko po talagang pwede lang putulan ng ulo sa luneta itong mga salbahing ito. 
Kaya alam po, mukhang Old Testament na po yan. <laughs> uh, pero well taken po yung frustration nyo. Eh, sana po ako na frustrated dahil wala nang pagbabago. Nung napalis ko yung mga taong napalis ko, napalitan lang lang ng mga maskara. Kaya sabi ko, nung kapanahon ako, parang sabi ko, ang tapang bibilaraman. Galing, ang galing. Nung may sumada ako ng konti, ako napakatanga ko pala. Dahil kung magaling ako, nahinto ko yung karakter. Napilitan na pag-appoint na matitok. Hindi po eh. Yung isang uh, pinalit. Dalawang plus space. Pagdo sa Singapore, doon namatay ng cancer. Ayaw bumalik kasi plunder, walang ano eh. Walang, uh, walang, walang bail eh. Pator di. Wala, walang walang bail eh. So, wala. Hindi, ano, hindi yung MRT, yung LRT1 extension from uh, Baklaran to Imus, Cavite. <coughs> uh, napahinto ko yan dahil uh, ang minutong privilege speaks in-inumerate ko po yung defect, defective yung kanilang kontrata. At hindi ko nga sinasabing ihinto, kundi sinasabi ko na ipaliwanag yung nga po bakit walang bidding, bakit ganito, bakit gano'n. No? Mga violation. Of course, hindi, hindi naman po ako subulat ng speech na Mga kaibigan ko nagsusumbong na they belong, they belong to agencies no? na talagang, talagang mga kaibigan ko, sabi ko, eh kung masama pala yung kontratang yan, igawa niyo ako ng privilege speech kahit na hindi ko naiintindihan, na isusulat niyo, magaling po ako magbasa, kaya kong basahin yan sa floor. So, nagtawanan sila. So ginawa nila ako ng privilege speech, pinakita ko sa isang abogado na ang negosyo niya, yung BOT. No? So, sabi ko, attorney, pag-aaralan mo nga ito kung paano ito. Then, after two hours, tumawag, nagkita kami. Sabi niya, boss, sabi niya yan. Ang ganda po ng kontratang ito, sabi. Pwede po ba? Pahin. Bakit natin kukupin? Ang laki po nakikitain natin dito, sabi niya. So, confirm na yung kontrata, ang daming butas. No? Sabi ko, loko ka. Isisiwalat dito sa Congress. Naku, sir, bakit? Bakit? Ang laki nakikitain ito. I just wanted to make sure na hindi ako barumbado sa mga ginagawa ko. No? Mahirap naman yung para madyari lang. So, pinalinig ko yung speech. Binasa ko. Binasa ko sa kongreso. Nilapitan ako ng mga taga-kabite. No? Na mga kaibigan ko naman. Isa bata pa, titumili tawag sa akin. Titumili, sabi. Project namin niya, pupunta sa IMUS. Sabi ko, hindi ko naman pinahihinto. Sabi ko, sagutin niyo lang kako yung ano. Sabi niyo, sagutin niyo yung mga tanong ko. Dito, ang dami nung mga tanong. 25 ang tanong mo. O sabi ko, hindi naman ako nagmabadal eh. Sabi ko, hindi, sabutin niyo kako. Hindi nila nasagot. So, the administration decided to cancel it. To cancel it. Hindi, kako, magaling talaga ako. Ngayon, yung, 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 uh, yung presyo noong 2003 at saka yung presyo ngayon na ang nanalo sa bidding, uh, Ayala at saka Ayala at saka Mani Panghilinan Group. Ang laki-laki na po ang, ang inabot ang inabot ng ano ng uh, presyo 
Talagang Sipin yung presyo nun So Ang tanong ko Yung sabi ko sa sarili ko Nagsisisi ako kako Ba't ba binanatan ko pa ito Kung pinabayaan ko Kung kumita yung mga korak Isipin nyo de, may, Meron ng uh, LRT1 Papuntang IMUS ano? Matagal na ano? Pangalawa Dami ng mga Nade-develop doon para sa mga murang bahay dahil kabite, di ba? So, sabi ko, tama ba yung ginawa ko? Na tama ba ginawa ko na binulgar ko itong mabahong kontratang ito? Well, ethically, tama, no? Dahil mali eh. Pero in practical terms, na na-delay ang development ng IMUS, yung papuntang kabite, para sa mga bahay ng mga mahihirap. Yung mga low-cost housing. Nandiyan lahat sa Kabite. So, yung po ang nagiging, ano, nagiging uh, problema talaga. Dahil, uh, well, uh, eh, hindi ko sinasabing kung mauulit, tahimik ako. No? Pero, kinikreto ko lang po sa inyo kumisa. Mas malaki kumisa ng damage <laughs> sa paggawa ng tama no <laughs> dahil ako na iniwala ko pero nandoon na yun eh kaya sabi ko nga mahirap talaga po ang ano ang governance so kailangan talaga sukatin din natin and uh, kasi s'yempre ang, ang tama tama hindi ko ba ngayon eh ako naman palagi ko kung mabubuhay ako ulit palagi ko uulitin ko din yung ginagawa ko no congressman ako dahil hindi naman pwedeng dahil marami nakikinabang papabayaan mo nang magnakaw di ba eh ipabayaan na natin mag-smuggle nang mag-smuggle ng droga para yung kita sa droga patayuan ng bahay na libre para sa mahihirap tama po ba yun eh hindi naman pwedeng yun eh and that is when uh, when uh, yung mga leader nag nag nagawaver between yung tama at saka yung makikinabang ang mahirap, diyan po nadidisgrasya ang gobyerno. Diyan po nadidisgrasya. Uh, kailangan talaga po, eh, yung talagang huwag mawala ang idealism. Walang, walang exception. Pag may kasalanan, eh, sa kapatid mo, tatay mo, or what, dapat parusahan. Until we are able to reach that stage, eh, talagang gagapang po itong ating uh, bansa. Dadami mahirap kung maka ngayon. Dito po sa amin sa Green Hills, nakakanyabis na pag kana ng kotse sa Ortigas, marami ka na makikita mga bata na nagpapalimot, titinan yung daliri, kamay nila, may tansan. Eh, pag uh, hindi kayo nagbigay, kahit asin ko, <laughs> pagdating sa bahay, tingnan, silipin nyo yung gilid ng kotse nyo, may, may galos na. May galos Ganyan po ang sitwasyon ngayon. Ano ito? Green Hills na ito. Ha? Dito nagpupunta yung mga nagugutom. Eh. Dahil siyempre, tingin nila, lahat ang nakatira dito, dumadan sa Optigas, may kaya. At uh, hindi nakapagtataka po na uh, kahit na po sa Facebook, ang dami na pong nanloloko. Yung uh, misis ko, ginamit ko pa niya, akala naman nung kaibigan niya, kailangan niya ng 50 bill. Nagpadala ng 50 pil. Ayun. Eh, mabigat po. Uh, pati yung mga, kaya ingatan din po natin, yung mga 
mga internet, mga bangko, mga nagkakagutom po. Pag gutom ang tao po, kakapit ang patalim. Yun lang po, yun lang po. I hope uh, I was able to uh, give you a, a proper answer po. po. Uh, thank you very much for keeping our feet on the ground while trying to peer through the clouds in our vision to do things para sa bansa. May tanong si Jingle, Menes uh, Tamayo. So Jingle, you have the floor. Good morning po sa lahat. Um, gusto ko lang po din sana you clarify yung sinabi ni Sir Roque. Then po doon sa support din po kanina sa sinabi ni Sir Hill. Ang sasasabi po ni Sir Roque na itong ginagawa natin, I think uh, this, is, this is not the right um, ito, solution. So I think um, ito ay isa lamang ano, as isang solution na striking multiple um, problems. Kasi unang-una po, ang isang problema na sinasabi ni Sir, eh, may isa pa pong problema na giging cause nun. So, para kumbaga isang appliances instead na i-repair mo isang part why don't repair the, uh, why don't reset di ba kagaya ng sinasabi ng person ito po ay isa pa lamang pagre-reset so from pag-reset natin dito ito ay marami nang malalaglag ang ang pagkakaintindi ko ito po dito based based din po sa mga naririnig ko sa mga explanation nila sir Juliet sa kanila sir the attorney Posadas Eh ano po ito? Kung marireremove natin yung mga solid objects kumbaga yung mga um doon, yung mga aliens na mga agencies which is uh, matitira lamang po is purely Filipino, malaking bagay po do po ito. So isa po doon, issue natin sa Comelec. Doon sa mga ano, yung pagpili natin ng mga kandidato o yung mga politiko na ipepresto natin sa sa gobyerno. If mailalagay natin ng tama ang mga taong gusto natin at hindi yung mga taong gusto ng may may pera lang, siguro po naman, um, time will come na dahil yun ang chosen ng tao, justified na talaga yun ang gusto ng tao. Siguro naman ay makakapagservisyo yun sa tao at hindi yung bumibili lang ng boto at hindi yung mga tao na lang na finand o nilagay doon ng mga taong may pera lang. So, isa din po yun sa mga ano, isa po yun sa mga cost itong lahat na ito no, dahil sa gusto ito ng mga, elit, ng mga elitista, kaya sila yung nakapwesto dyan. Time will come, pag gusto, ano, gusto ng mga elitista, yun ang masusunod dahil sila ang nagpwesto. Samantala yung mga tao na bumoto daw, na useless ang boses nila, na punta sa wala dahil nasusunod ang gusto ng ilang tao lamang. So, isa lamang po ito sa mga um, solusyon na ang strike na problema eh marami kumbaga one isa isang ba, isang bato sa maraming ibon so yun lang po ang ano ang masagot ko doon Kaiser so pagdating po dito siguro sa ano in the future if, if in case po na mag-successful itong uh, pinupush natin siguro time will come na we need to amend uh, we put some transparency yung mga taong sa pwesto Uh, siguro naman ngayon eh, upgraded na tayo, high-tech na. Lahat ng transparency pwede natin ipa-implement. Naandyan yung social media. We have some platforms or websites or uh, any any applications na accessible by the public. 
na pwedeng makita ng tao kung anong nangyayari. Like, uh, siguro, when it comes to Congress, make it uh, viewable by everyone. So, hindi yung kung sino-sino lang naandun at sila-sila lang nagkakaintindihan. Then, events sa Senate. At, at kahit po siguro sa um, ano ng presidential, no? yung nakikita ng tao kung anong mga kaganapan doon, yung mga, yung walang mga hidden yung yung walang tinatago ng mga agenda nila para at least po ang tao din makakapag-decide o makikilala din ng mga tao yung mga taong nilalagay nila sa pwesto yun lamang po salamat uh, thank you sa input mo uh, Jingle uh, may comment kaya doon si Congressman Villarama uh, hindi ko po masyadong uh, na ano yun na uh, nakuha yung yung uh, isu na ang pinabanggit ni Jingle I think nasa Tagigaraw siya based siya sa Tagigaraw pero she is originally from Antique ang kanyang tinatanong ay this process na ginagawa natin will lead to transparency at mapipilitan na mag- harapin ng mga gumagawa ng masasamang bagay ang katotohanan pag nabibisto sila sa web o sa lahat ng media at magiging uh, uh, parang they are living on a gold fishbowl na kita ng lahat ng tao ang ginagawa nila. Uh, yung ba'y pwedeng mangyari? Yung ba'y tinatanong ni Jingle? Well, uh, pwede, pwede po uh, mangyari yan. Ano po? Uh, kaya lang uh, ugatin ugati natin ang problema ng uh, justice system natin ano kasi lahat po ng demanda eh pupunta yan sa sa West hindi po ba dadan sa fiscal ya tapos kumeka so sasampas sa West ang uh, nakikita ko po kasi sa judicial system namin natin and kurado uh, ko alam ni kabayan na to ah uh, po natin sa JBC Okay, ito yung uh, Judicial and Bar Council na nasa konstitusyon yan. Ngayon, uh, para ma-appoint ka sa Judicial and Bar Council, palakasan din po yan. Eh. Palakasan. Kasi pag naayos yung Judicial and Bar Council, sila ang nag-approve. Ito ang uh, kanilang i-recommenda bilang... Uh, municipal judge RTC judge court of appeals supreme court okay so tangan nila sa kanilang kamay yung mga taong buhusga uh, sa mga nasasaktan ngayon ang problema palakasan yan okay so unang-unang dapat gamutin natin eh yung pagpili ng Judicial and Bar Council uh, members no? ang, ang nakikita ko dyan lahat ng aplikante kailangan ibigay yung kanilang last five years na talin kung sila'y nasa gobyerno na at kung hindi naman yung last five years ng kanilang in income tax return Okay, para magkabistuhan na kung korap o hindi, kung nandadaya o hindi. Okay. So, 
you so so uh, hopefully yung mga appoint na members ng judicial and bar council eh malinis ang background okay ayun ang problema diyan kailangan niya pa may senador at congressman diyan tama ba ako Ano ba si Kabayan Charlie? Doon do, 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 do problema dahil siyempre Pero yung uh, yung hindi mga politiko na miyembro kailangan malinis na malinis yan kasi pag naglakaran para let's say municipal trial court sabihin na small time lang yan nasa probinsya yan kasi kumbaga sa kumbaga sa nabubuntis yung similya ng lalaki malinis talaga okay so that pag pag uh, nag-apply naman yan ng judge ganun din eh dadana naman sa judicial park so magsasabita naman siya ng kanyang ng kanyang ano salin uh, statement of assets and liabilities Okay. Hanggang pa hanggang paitas 'yan. Hopefully, no. Meron to, may may makikitang hindi qualified dahil hindi balanse yung kanyang uh, income tax return or yung kanyang uh, salin. Of course, eh, uh, meron pa rin palusot 'yan kung paano lalakarin. So, ito nakikita para maging non-political yung hindi kasi para eh idaan sa commission ng appointment yun sa lakaran yan dahil congressman at senador no? but pag ganyan yung mga may, yung mga may complaint against itong mga kandidato pwedeng uh, mag-file at uh, umarap sa yung appointment para isiwalat yung kanyang alalaman tungkol sa isang kandidatong justice o, o court of appeals o, o RTC judge o municipal trial court judge. No? Kasi uh, doon nag-uumpisa lahat eh. Pag, uh, pag, pag mali ang umpisa, eh, hanggang, hanggang dumating sa Supreme Court yan, mali. Naintindahan nyo? So, so Ganun ang ano, kailangan may pagbabago sa sistema. Hindi mari yung, hindi madadaan sa ano yan eh, sa galit, ano. So, so that's what. So that uh, yung mga nasasakdal, eh, mahihirapan na silang makakatagpo sila ng mga huwes na disente, fair, no. Kasi ngayon, ang problema din kasi, at alam naman ng mga abogado yan, hindi naman sikreto, walang laban na mahirap pag may kaso eh. Bakit? Eh, nalalakad sa mga wes. Hindi ko naman nilalat, pero matindi din ang corruption sa judiciary. Grupo-grupo yan. Grupo ng mga eskwelahan yan, mga paka ng fraternity, mga, mga law fraternities. Kanya-kanyang alaga yan ng mga judges, kaklase nila, sama nila sa fraternity. So pag may kaso ka, hanapin mo lang kung anong fraternity sa isang mataas na eskwelahan. 
yung judge na yon they are maghanap na ng mga brad-brad nila okay yun ang maglalakad so so uh, it's still ano yung, yung pamamaraan po ang kailangan natin baguhin parang sa paghalal ng mga paghalal ng ating po mga politiko marami nagsasabi nga napakahirap dahil hindi natin sila kinala kaya dito kailangan din transparency sabi ko nga kanina eh, pilitin natin silang magbukas ng ano ng uh, kanilang Facebook account at ilagay lang nila yung kanilang para para sa mayroon yung hindi maglalagay magkakami itong kalaban sasabihin nung kalaban o oh, Itong si Villarama, maraming kasalanan nito. Ayaw maglagay na kanyang plataforma sa Facebook niya. So, ang ibig ko sabihin, kung mayor o ano, kakalat na yan sa, sa bayan. Itong isang kandidatong ito, ayaw, ayaw sumali sa isang pamamaraan na transparent ang mga kandidato. Alam nyo, ano, binigay na sa atin ng Diyos ang lahat ng gamit. Eh. Itong social media, galing sa Diyos yan. Can you imagine ang ano? Can you imagine na andaling silipin yung mga pinagawa ng lahat? So, I hope uh, nasagot kita, kapatid. So, thank you very much, Congressman Villarama. So, Jingle, uh, ang sinasabi din ni Congressman ay nasa atin din yan. Kailangan natin na uh, mag-research, mag-bulgar ng mga alam natin at ilagay sa ating movement na to. Anyway, meron pa bang ibang tanong dyan uh, bago kaibigay kay Giancarlo? Uh, kayo ba uh, Mr. Melo Gold Day? Parang meron kayong uh, broadcast o radio system. Uh, may mga comment ba kayo sa mga napapakinggan yung mga usapan ngayon? You have the floor, Melo Gold Day. Uh, thank you, Sir Hel. Uh, actually, nag-observe lang ako sa inyong uh, meeting. So, this meeting, pwede ba itong i-public or... This is only a private. Yes, it can be published. Wala kaming tinatago dito. You can uh, so, cover us. Wala kaming uh, no censorship, no nothing. Kung anong, uh, what uh, you see is what you get. Uh, actually, ako yung technical support ng Gising Maharlika. So, nag-observe ako ngayon sa inyong meeting. Uh, Nakalive siya sa Facebook, pero di ko makita kung saan. So, I will volunteer also to help you kung ano yung may tutulong ko dito sa ating uh, adikain for technical support ng um, more on computers or live streaming. So I can assist you para mapaabot natin talaga ito sa karamihan kasi ang ating napag-usapan dito, ang sistema natin talaga ang problema. So para mabago natin ito, dapat marami din yung nakakaalam sa problema. Kasi ngayon maraming nagbubulag-bulaga na lang or uh, hindi na pinapansin yung problema kaya uh, walang nangyayari. So as we uh, fight in with the gising Marlika na dapat gisingin natin yung ating kababayan na sa sitwasyon ngayon. So marami kasing nangabrinwas, marami yung... Uh, nangat natutulog na so uh, pwede niyo akong lapitan para po ma-assist ko kayo sa hell para po sa uh, for para mas maabot natin ito sa lahat ng sulok ng buong Pilipinas so yun lang sir 
Oh, salamat kasi kaming uh, ano makaming mga inducing niyo na ay technically challenge kasi mga bagong bagay to eh. Hindi namin ma ano mga pipindutin namin para Tago ako as muna ang senior kasi para maging member ako dito. <laughs> member, pwede ka nga mag-member anytime and we will reach you. Uh, basta yung handle mo, Melo Gold, I will uh, PM you and we will be in contact. Uh, wala, ka, wala dito pa. Lahat ng dito, mga bata at matatanda na pinag-iatap ng panahon. Kaya tayong lahat dito, uh, harapin natin ang mga problema natin together. Maraming salamat sa offer mo and we will take you up on that, uh, Melo. Okay. Uh, May isang okay, ano lang ako, sir, comment. Kaya, as, pwede sa sunod, sir, mag-headset ano mag or mag-microphone kasi yung audio nyo parang nasa ilalim. So, minsan hindi masyado maririnig. Kaya yung iba, nilalapit yung cellphone sa tinga nila para marinig yung audio nyo. So, as host. Dapat clear yung audio natin para po mas malinaw sa mga nanonood. So yun yung lang, observe kung kulang sa ating, ano, sa ating yeah, live ngayon. Next week, magmamicrofon ako para madaling maintindihan ang sinasabi. Ay, yes, sir. I will do that. Ayan lang, sir. Thank you. May comment ata si Congressman Villarana. Go ahead. Ito po nga, Mr. Gold 8. Alam niyo po, uh, ang mga tao kasi, alam ang problema. Uh, hindi totoong, uh, hindi ako naniniwala masyado na wala silang pakialam. Kasi kung ginugutom ka, sasakit yung tiyan mo eh. Kung biktima ka, marulungkot ka. Ang problema natin, walang ano, wala silang nakikitang Uh, solusyon naman. Dapat, pag may problema, pag-aralan natin ang solusyon. Naniniwala ako, pag uh, nakita ng mga uh, mukhang walang pakialam, ang solusyon, no, kung paano gagawin, paano isosolve ang problema, magigising yung mga yun. Kaya itong ating uh, itong ating kongres uh, na ginagawa ni Professor Hill, eh, yun, yun ang ating pakay no to discuss problems but most of all how how will we solve the problem yun ang importante and then pag nalalaman na natin how sino ang sosod naman yun ang mga katanungan and uh, itong mga pinag-usapan natin dito maliwanag na may solusyon eh halimbawa yung voters education na pinag-usapan natin kanina Uh, paano, no? anong solusyon? May transparency. Uh, magbukas sa, uh, ng Facebook. Ngayon, ang pangatlong tanong na importante, how? Uh, sino? Sino gagawa nun? <laughs> kayo ba maghahanap ng, uh, kayo ba maghahanap nung, uh, ano, nung mga katangian o kabulukan ng isang kandidato? So, kailangan na uh, yan. So, doon sa grupo nyo, uh, kailangan may malit na grupo kayo, kunwari, sa inyong bayan, bubulungan nyo, eh, kumuha na tayo ng record ng ating mga kandidatong mayor para sa ganun, mapag-usapan natin at kung gusto natin, mag-mak-election tayo para makita natin no napupusuan ng mga botante. Kasi hindi naman porket korap, ayaw na ng iba. So at the same time, mababasa natin 
ano ba hinaharap na leader ng ating bayan dito no o ng Pilipino kasi uh, hindi naman dahil ayaw natin eh ayaw din ng ibe ang mga halimbawa si presidente 80% ang kanyang uh, ang kanyang acceptance ratio eh malapit na halalan de siyempre sigaw ng iba ang nabibili yan nabibili yung mga survey companies na yan ano eh well sa Pilipinas nga dalawa lang ang ano klasing kandidato eh yung natatalo at saka yung nadadaya no so ang point ko ah uh, medyo ano talaga no yung gagawa ng pag-aaral kailangan ano yung kunwari sa bayan yo siguro yung mga pare mga mga principal ng eskwela ano bang mga ano talaga nan partisan hindi walang kinikilingan sila ang gagawa ng pag-aaral para walang mapagbibintangan na yung grupo niyo halimbawa eh may kandidato na pala kayo nagpa-backelection pa kayo no so kailangan din po ng integrity ng mga mga nagtuturo Eh, hindi pwede pong ano, bahalata tayo ng mga tao. Hindi naman mga tangay mahihirap eh. Ang mahirap po, batatalino yan. Pagkatapos ng almusal, lalabas ng bahay, maghahanap ng nakakain sa tanghalian ng anak. Pagkatapos, maghahanap ng hapunan. Yung iba, maghahanap ng tulugan, natutulog sa ilalim ng mga, meduyan sila sa ilalim ng mga tulay. No? So, sila mas uh, mas matino mas magaling sila sa atin eh tayo wag lang kakain eh ganit na tayo eh ito mo ito matiisin ganyan po ang Pilipinong mahirap matatalino yan mga survivors po yan kaya lang napagsasamantala handa nananakaw po yung mga pera ngayon nananakaw ang pera tapos ang solusyon sino ang mag-i-implement yun po ang kailangan natin laging tinatanong pag nakakarinig po tayo ng may problema. Dahil naniniwala po ako, yung matitinong tahimik, at kamukha itong binuksan na virtual office ni na professor, napag-uusapan Sabado, napag-uusapan natin problema at solusyon upang gumawa ng batas pagdating ng panahon. So, Baka lumabas dyan eh, mas magaling po tayo sa mga halang. Hindi lang po. Okay, thank you, po. thank you very much, uh, uh, Congressman. Bago tayo bumalik sa kay uh, Ben at saka kay Jingle, pagbigyan mo natin si Giancarlo. Mataas ng, uh, matagal na nakataas ang kanyang kamay. Go ahead, Giancarlo. <coughs> Giancarlo, you have the floor. Go ahead. Hindi ka namin marinig. Hindi ka namin marinig. Giancarlo, we can't hear you. Go na, Giancarlo. Mute ka ba, Giancarlo? Hindi ka ito marinig. Uh, hindi natin marinig si Giancarlo. So uh, I'll, I'll give the floor to uh, Jingle. Jingle, nagtataas ka ng kamay kanina? O hindi, bibigay ko na kay Kuya. Okay, Jingle, go ahead. 
Thank you, Sir Hill. Uh, sir, may tanong lang sana ako doon kay, kay Congressman Villarama. Is it possible po ba na in the Congress, the Senate, or Office of the President, ganun, for the sake of transparency, uh, during session, whatever, anong meron man na may pag-uusapan sila within that uh, hall, magkaroon sila ng official, sabihin natin, if you page uh, during live session, you have to go live it para lahat ng madla ng tao nakikita kung sino yung mga makikita uh, mo eh during session kung sino talaga yung mga concern kung sino talaga yung mga officials dyan na may 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 care sa tao at saka sino yung mga active at makikita mo kung sino yung may mga personal agenda yun lang po sana kung possible, possible po ba yun na magkaroon ng official FB page well ah uh... Uh, al alam niyo po na nasa taong bayan po 'yan eh. Uh, halimbawa no on a national level kung magsasama-sama bawa yung mga mga dean ng colleges ano yung mga retired justices mga retired bishops no kung sama-sama silang hihingi naman ng nang uh, may message sila sa mga kandidatong presidente, vice presidente, kahit sa lahat na po pati senador, national national in scope. Palagay ko po, mapipilitan silang uh, hindi babaliwalain itong hinihingi ng uh, grupong malaki na mga <coughs> so, mga leader magsasaka, leader ng urban poor kasi pag hindi sila nag nag-submit ng kanilang mga pangarap, ang record nila, may malaki ang makakalaban nila. Naintindihan niyo po, malaking grupo 'yan. Makakalaban na nila 'yan, ano? Dahil lahat ng matitino nandiyan eh. So, yun po ang nakikita ko. Kumbaga, no, mayroong people power na hindi madugo, kundi people power for transparency, no, of all national candidates. Yung sa mga munisipyo, probinsya, kanya-kanya na yun. Ano? Kasi pag na-implement natin yan sa national candidates, eh, madali nang copyin sa mga sa probinsya yan at mga siyudad at municipality. So na, sabi nga po ni Professor, eh, nasa atin po talaga, sabi nga ni Professor Hill. Uh, kaya maganda nga po itong ginagawa natin dahil lumalakas ang loob natin dahil marami tayong interesado sa pagbabago. Yan po, ang, yan po ang nakikita ko. Na halimbawa, dun sa lugar nyo, hanapin nyo na kung sino bang mga retard dyan. Ano? Kasi, kaya ako sinasabing retard. Kasi yung retard, hindi na pwedeng takutin eh. Na-retard na. Pero mga nakaupo pa sa gobyerno, o may pesto pa, siyempre kakabahan yan. Huwag natin po isubo yung mga, mga nakaupo. Halimbawa, kung presidente ng universidad, eh baka hindi bigyan ng pera ng chen dyan pag... Uh, pag sumali, no? Hanapin na po natin yung mga retard. At saka yung mga kabataan, yung mga kabataan, matatapang yan, no? So humarap tayo ng mga level-headed na mga kabataan na silang, ano, silang gagabay, silang sasama dito sa parang pinaka-movement for uh, national transparency, no? Well, yun lang ang naisip mo pangalan. Pwede pong pagandahin yan. 
Pwede pagandahin ni Professor Hilian yung sinasabi ko po. Yun lang po. Salamat po sa inyong tanong. Thank you very much, Congressman. See, I'm giving the floor to Ben Lorke. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, dagdag ko lang doon sa nabanggit ni Gising Maharlika, ni Milo. Kami ni na Captain Ray Baleros, more or less 20 years na kami nakipaglaban na matino itong maritime industry natin. Dahil kami ay mga marino. Kapitan si Kapitan Baleros at ako, ako naman si Puginer. Now, ang masama dito sa atin, ang mga lawmaker natin talaga may problema. Una, mayroong international treaty na ratifikado ng Pilipinas. Sinulat ko ito sa Marino Parteles. Sinulat ko ito sa OFW Family na please make a bill or enact a law na magkaroon tayo ng proper interpretation ng mga international treaty sa international convention kasi ginamisinterpret ng mga kasamahan natin dito pagdating ng international convention ng treaties para pagtirahan nila. Hanggang ngayon, wala nangyari. So, isa sa mga bagay-bagay na inipaglaban, nakipaglaban ako ay itong pag-implement nila ng officer in charge uh, OIC kung tawagin sa KMLC, Maritime Labor uh, uh, Maritime uh, Course. No? Na hindi ito uh, requirement ng standard of training certification and watchkeeping kasi doon sa forward pa lang ng standard uh, of training certification and watchkeeping, maliwanag ang sinabi. Part A of this code uh, is not part of the uh, ano no, uh, it is governed by the by the Vienna Convention of the Law of Treaties. So ang ibig sabihin, pag nag-interpret ka ng international convention, dapat gamitin mo ito ngayon ang Vienna Convention of the Law of Treaties with your respect to Pacta Sonserbanda. Na the, 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 the agreement has to be uh, faithfully respected. Ngunit ang nangyayari dito, hindi na-respecto ang international convention at saka international treaty. So ang ginawa ko ngayon, nag-request ako ng uh, kay, kay Senator Grace po na investigahan ito sa Senado. So na magkaroon ng investigasyon sa Senado, wala nangyari noong 2008. So sa madaling salita, dahil wala nangyari, na-informed the International Maritime Organization what happened now to the status of the Filipino Seperer kasi may threat na by 2021 ma-blacklist ang Filipino Seman sa Europe at wala na makabiyahe ng Filipino doon. Now alam mo kung ano nangyari dahil nagkaroon ng uh, issue doon sa International Maritime uh, Organization sa European Maritime Safety Agency. Ang request ko noong 2008 na i-abolish itong training na 60,000 ang tuition fee for 4 months training. Kagaya ko, more than 20 years ako na nag-tour, na nagsakay sa barko. Pa-training mo ko ngayon, magbayad ako ng 60,000. Ang magtuturo sa akin ay junior ko. Ano tingin nyo? Mas, malami, mas malaki pa ang alam ng junior ko. Kung minsan, mga sudyante ko pa nga nagtuturo. So kung pag pinasok ko yan ang uh, training na yan, sira ang training program nila. Alam mo kung bakit? Pag tinanong ko, sudyante ko kung ano yan, sabihin lang niya sa akin yan, sir. Alam mo naman yan. So useless. Pero because of corruption, nanatili ang ito. So dapat ang mga lawmaker natin, yan sabi ko nga, gumawa sila ng guidelines 
na ma-interpret itong mga international treaty and international convention para maiwasan natin ang pag-misinterpret ng mga batas na ito para i-apply nila ang uh, corruption. Kasi nangyari nga, ngayon, dahil sumulat na ang European Maritime Safety Agency, nadelikado tayo sa Europe, sa Europe, alam mo kung anong ginawa ng Maritime uh, Authority? Inabulis ang uh, training course program na ito. So ang nangyari, kung 600,000 marine officer ang kumuha at 60,000 per course, napakaliwanag na 30 billion ang nakulimbat ng mga mapagsamantala sa mga siman. So yan ang paglaban namin na Ray Baleros na dapat kung ano nakasaad sa international treaty or international convention, ang main intent and purposes lang ang sundin. Huwag yung dagdagan pa. Kasi pag dinagdagan mo na, iba na. Hanggang na napula tayo ng international maritime organization na sabi niya malaki ang corruption sa Manila. Malaki ang corruption sa Pilipinas. Huwag na natin sila papuntahin dito sa atin. So ang naapektuhan dahil sa kalukuhan ng mga namumuno sa gobyerno, ang apektado ang mga practitioner. So kaya yan nga sabi ko na ulitin ko ulit na para maiwasan itong mga problema na ito, yung putol daliri sa bawat isang milyon na nakulimbat at saka putol ulo sa bawat sampung milyon na kulimbat, dapat magawaan ng kongreso ng paraan ito at ma-implement ng mabigyan solusyon ang lahat na problema na hinaharap natin dito sa bansang Pilipinas. Salamat po. Okay, thank you Ben. Pero yung uh, yan, makikinig uh, sa atin ng mga tao yan, kung tayo ay uh, magkaroon ng mga malawatang pagkilos na ginagawa natin ngayon. Tulad ng ginagawa natin dito sa 1899 Congress natin, ito ay hindi lang pag-revive ng uh, Malolos Congress, ng spirit ng Malolos Congress, ito rin ay pag-monitor ng buong gobyerno ng Pilipinas. Kaya papunta tayo doon sa sinasabi nating uh, shadow structure of government, shadow government. Katulad ng sa iyong uh, kalagayan, ikaw ay uh, napag-usapan na natin to dahil sa ikaw ay expert sa maritime uh, situation. Sa ating uh, Facebook page at saka sa web natin, yung ating shadow uh, maritime uh, institute or shadow Mar maritime authority, ikaw ang magiging uh, head natin doon. So lahat ng mga mga volunteers natin, tulad ng mga kasama natin sa Gising Maharlika, na mga mahirig mag-research, sabi nga ni uh, Congressman Villarama, mahirig mag-tanong uh, kay Mr. Google at saka kay Mr. Wikipedia, at saka mag-cruise, uh, uh, mag-browse sa lahat ng mga government uh, offices na may mga pinapublish na data, ang lahat ng yan ay tutulong sa iyo para meron ka palaging data structure or data source para ma-monitor ng mga kalukuhan gagawin yan. Once na maging uh, more efficient ang ating proseso, makikipag-ugnayan tayo sa mga tao sa mga akad uh, akademia na mga, mga estudyante rin at saka mga dean o mga professors na may pagka-aktivista at sila itutulong sa atin para magkaroon ng uh, realidad ang ating pagbantay sa mga taong ito. Kasi kung hindi nila yung bantayan, ang hilig na laro ng mga Pilipino ay patintero. Lulusot at lulusot. Pag wala nagbabantay. So since ito ating uh, pamahalaan ay ang uh, sabi nga sa akin ng mga ibang uh, tumitingin sa ating uh, kalagayan ngayon, 
hindi lang uh, natin masasabi na ang sistema natin ay corrupt. Ang kalagayan natin ngayon is that uh, yung mismong yung mismong corruption ang naging sistema natin sa lahat ng bagay. Dabagit nga ni Congressman Villarama, corrupt yung legislatura. Hindi naman lahat, pero karamihan. Corrupt ang uh, executive, ang mga appointees ni Digong. Uh, kahit na matino si Digong halimbawa, corrupt naman yung mga na-appoint niya, yari pa rin ang corruption sa executive department. Hindi mawala-wala. Tapos uh, yung mismong uh, sinabi ni Congressman na uh, ang ating judiciary, corrupt mismo. Hawak ng mga iba-ibang mga corrupt na mga fraternities na mga uh, ang laro ay ayusan sa fiskalya at sa kalagayan sa West. Eh, yan ang mga bagay na ating kalagayan. Ang, ang buong korupsyon, ang korupsyon ang sistema natin. Hindi natin masasabi na ang sistema natin korupt. Yung korupsyon mismo ay naging sistema na ng pamamahala sa Pilipinas. It is the rule rather than the exception. Hindi na exception yung mga yung, uh, corruption instances. Ang exception, yung mga hindi korupt. Mabibilang mo sa daliri mo yung hindi korupt sa iba-ibang uh, branch ng ating gobyerno. Kaya tayo nagkakaroon ng kilusan na ganito. Itong 1899 na movement natin at saka yung shadow government at saka yung ginagawa nyo rin sa RDRG at yung mga iba pang mga grupo katulad ng KDP katulad ng mga bosses ng mga consumers at saka ng grupo na nagsama-sama nung nakaraang kaarawan ng ating kalayan, kalayaan na nagdeklara ng pangbabago ang, ang ang panawagan ay ang magbago ang ating bayan, magkaroon ng isang revolusyonaryong pamamahala para mabago ang mga kalagayan natin na kung saan napakarami at talamat ang korupsyon. Iyan ay gagawa natin ng operational content. I-implement natin ang pagbantay sa kanila. Pilitin natin itong mga uh, supposedly na mga kandidato na nagsasabing sila para sa bayan na pag-usapan ang tunay na mga problema ng bayan. Kasi yan ay pag-uusapan natin dito sa ating uh, grupo tuwing uh, uh, Sabado mula alas 8 hanggang uh, hanggang uh, alas 12 para pa magbe-break lang tayo matatapos na tayo pagkakain na tayo at uh, tayo tutulungan ng mga technical people na mga bata tulad ng gising maabot at tulad nila Melo para mapaabot natin to sa lahat ng uh, sulok na maaabot ng social media. Later on pwede nating isipin na Bumili tayo ng black time sa isang, uh, uh, sa isang uh, particular na uh, registration na uh, medyo mura ang black time at uh, isasabay natin sa radio broadcast itong ginagawa natin at para makita at saka makita at marinig na hindi lang ng mga tao na nasa internet at social media kundi pati yung mga kasulok-sulokan ng Pilipinas na radio lamang ang kandilaan papagingan. Kaya yan ang ating mga gusto mangyari. Yan ang ating gustong gawin dito. At pero ang ka, ang, uh, ang karamihan niya dahil tayo naman ay uh, wala naman nagpo-ponto sa atin kumbaga sa party kaya sa pagse-celebrate ng isang bagay parang patlak ito bring your own funding bring your own money bunot tayo ng sarili nating pera para magawa ang mga bagay na to kaya yan ang ating uh, inaharap kasi sabi nga ang paghahanap ng kalayaan ay hindi libre the price of freedom is not free The, the price of good governance is not free. We have to fight for it. We have to be vigilant about it. Kaya yan ang ating ginagawa ngayon. Yan ang ating uh, tinutukoy. At yan ang uh, ginagawa natin. Kaya tuwing Sabado, tayo ay magmi-meeting. 
At uh, sa palagay ko naman, dahil sa regular na ito tuwing Sabado, dadamit na dami ang lalahok sa ating mga diskusyon. Kaya nga dapat na tayo rin ay maggawa ng mga paraan na pagpunta natin sa ganitong mga meeting at pagkakaroon tayo ng mga sub-meetings during the week. Yung mga, for instance, ang concern sa maritima na sinabi mo, Mr. Lorke, ibibigayan sa inyo at ikaw din ay gagawa ng sarili mong meeting na Zoom meeting sa committee mo para pag-usapan nyo at pagdating mo sa Sabado, ibibigay nyo na lang ang potential na solusyon para iba pang mga tao na pwedeng magdagdag na sa solusyon mo magkaroon ng proseso ng pag-implementa. Kasi most likely magagawa lang natin ay documentation, exposure, and reporting. Yan ang kaya natin gawin kasi hindi naman tayo nasa poder. Wala naman tayong kapasidad na magdesisyon. Katulad ng paggawa ng uh, Kongreso ng PAN, legislatura, uh, uh, makakapag-draft uh, lang tayo at mag-recommend ng law, hindi tayo mismo makakagawa ng batas. You have the floor, Mr. Lorke. Uh, nabanggit mo ang uh, judisyari. Uh, ito ang malaking uh, problema sa ating bansa. Pagaya sa amin, sa mga marine officer, that includes marine engineer and dick officer. Gumawa ang Kongreso ng Batas na Republic Act 10635 transferring the professional uh, regulatory uh, board or uh, board examination from PRC to Marina. Kinwestiyon ko ito, kasama si Commissioner Pobre, alam mo kung bakit, this violated the Republic Act 1080 na sinasabi nila na Once you pass the examination given by PRC bar, you are automatically considered civil service eligible. Now, doon sa Marina, pag pumasa ka sa examination, walang batas na nagsasabi na magkaroon ka ng eligibility. So, ang ginawa ng Marina, dahil kinwestiyon namin ito sa Korte Suprema, nagmuwa sila ng Civil Service Commission na ang nakasaad doon, pag pumasaka sa marina, automatic, recognize ka ng civil service. Ang tanong ko lang doon, bakit na isinagasaan mo ang Republic Act 1080 na hindi na, batas ito eh. Ang batas mismo, hindi pwede isapawan ng memorandum of agreement. Na ang inwestyo namin doon, na ibalik sa PRC, itong board examination ng mga seaman in recognition with Republic Act 1080. Pero since 2014 hanggang ngayon, hindi na ibalik yan. So parang lumabas ngayon na ang license ng mga marine deck and engineer officer natin ay para kumuha ka lang ng lisensya sa uh, LTO na so, ipamilyarize mo lang ang 300 question, kumuha ka ng board, 100% ang kuha mo. Kaya nagtaka ako ngayon, kahit mga doktor na buhay na talaga ng tao ang kanilang sinasalba, hindi sila makakuha ng 100%. Pero ang mga sima natin, 100% talaga ang kuha. So ito ang mga dapat na ma-reforma dapat ng Congress, so, na existing Congress ngayon, na dapat ma-iba ma ma natin ang sistema na maiwasan itong korupsyon. Kasi itong korupsyon ay nagpapalala sa sistema. Eh. Gina-interpret ang international treaties and international convention in accordance to their personal vested interest not toward the intent and purpose of the convention itself. 
Kaya yan nga na, na, pinag-anohan uh, ko na talagang dapat ma-reforma ito na matino natin kasi kawawa ang mga huling henerasyon. Salamat po. Uh, correct. Kaya uh, tayo ang gagawa ng ganitong uh, effort natin na tayo nagsasama-sama para mga bagay na ating uh, kaya nga tayo tinatawag na shadow government, shadow congress at 1899 congress. Ang lahat ng puna natin ay hindi lang natin sasabihin orally, kundi dokumentohan natin at gagawa tayo ng sarili nating version at ipapasa, ibibigay natin sa mga na ito mga dapat mangyari, dapat gawin. Para hindi lang tayo hanggang uh, puna na oral tapos wala tayong aksyon. Dito mismo sa ating grupo, magkakaroon tayo ng research effort, magkakaroon tayo ng documentation, gagawa tayo ng mga draft ng mga batas. Kaya nga tayo gumagawa ng representasyon. Hinahanap natin na tayo magkaroon ng representasyon sa lahat ng 250 congressional districts kasi yun ang magsisilbing parang congress na natin sa bawat distrito at yun ang gagalaw doon para later on mag magkalap ng mga uh, signature at petition approval ng 3% of the voters in that those district para mismo ang ating shadow congress ang gagawa nitong sinasabing people's initiative at tayo mismo through the people's initiative provisions of the existing constitution Makakagawa tayo ng panukalang batas na magiging batas na bypass natin ang actual Congress. Basta maaprobahan lang natin na meron tayong uh, uh, 3% of the voters in each of the congressional districts and a total of 12% of the registered voters all throughout the Philippines. Kaya nga itong ating ginagawa ngayon, uh, papatulong tayo sa magagaling sa mga computer at mga data na ang uh, para hindi tayo magagawa ng pamilik, kailangan meron din tayong sariling kopya ng mga registered voters sa kada distrito ng kongreso para hindi sasabihin ng pamilik, ah wala yan sa lista namin, wala yan sa lista namin para masupil nila ang paggawa natin ng sarili natin mga batas. Yan ang ating uh, gustong gawin. Itong ating effort ay talagang mabigat gawin pero dahil sa makabagong mga pamamaraan ng pag-handle ng data at saka communication yung mga tao na katulad ni Melo, Gold Age, sila yung mga tutulong sa atin para maisagawa natin itong gusto nating mangyari. At uh, dahil sa kalukuhan ng Kongreso, gumagawa sila ng mga batas na walang kwenta, gagawa tayo ng batas para sila ay hindi na kailangan gumawa batas sa lalampasan natin sila, iikutan natin sila diretso sa taong bayan ang paggawa natin ng batas. Yeah. Yan ang Any comment from the audience? I think uh, Sunny Domingo has joined us and he has been uh, silent. Uh, Sunny, you promised to comment on the agricultural skills of Dr. Oserizal for this June 19 uh, meeting that we have. Sunny, you have the floor. Sunny Domingo. I think Sunny is not in his... Uh, He's not, uh, he's either on mute, I'm asking him to mute right now. But he's not responding. Maybe he's not there. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm uh, recognizing Giancarlo. Uh, no, uh, Dr. Uh, Congressman Villarama, you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to comment, uh, short comment lang po. Eh, sa ating kaibigan na uh, uh, Kaben, ano? Is it okay for Ben to email you? Uh, papers that uh, study kasi very close ako kay eh, pobre yung dating ano yung nasa uh, ano sa 
Professional uh, Regulatory Commission. And uh, I'll, 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 uh, ano, yung para maubsa na po natin yung ano, pag-aaral. Eh, Nakapandemic naman po yun. Nasa bahay lang ako. So I can uh, check kung anong dapat gawin na uh, sinasabi niyo po. And nagbigyan uh, pa naman tayo sa Congress uh, matitino. So we start reviewing it. Pa-email na kay ano, kay it's okay for you, uh, Professor Hill. Yes, go ahead. Uh, you can uh, also contact the vendor. Okay, he is also on Facebook. You can do a PM and then maybe uh, kung may email si Ben, kasi mga dokumento yan, mas madali siguro i-transfer through email. Ben, may um, yeah. email? Ang petition for certiorari na yan, since 2014, pending yan sa Korte Suprema. Kaya sabi nga ni Atty. Malyari, uh, na-author din ng kuwaranto, uh, dapat 24 uh, months, dapat ma-resolve Pero si Ibiro, yan, 2015 pa nga eh. Eh, Hanggang ngayon, hindi pa redisyonan ng Korte Suprema. Ano ba nga kung nangyari sa bansa natin? Na ang batas natin, eh, baring, uh, baliwala. Kung mahirap ka lang, problema mo yan. Kaya nga, sabi ni, kaya nga sabi ni Congressman na uh, you can work together, exchange kayo ng mga documents para magkaroon kayo ng potential resolution sa problemang binabanggit mo uh, kasamang Ben. Okay, so anong hinihingi mo Congressman na uh, contact point ni uh, Ben Lorke? Yeah, uh, maybe I can, uh, hindi, hanapin ko nalang kayo sa, ano, sa Facebook. Uh, nasa Facebook po ako, uh, itong pangalong ako pong lumalabas sa ano. Okay, okay. Itong Wilson Tarapa. Uh, kaya lang may mga fake. Uh, yung letrato namin ni Brother Mike at saka ni Presidente ang ano, cover uh, picture ko. Yeah, before Pwede I yung... recognize uh, Ben Perlo, uh, Gian Bebiano was raising his hand earlier. Gian Bebiano, do you still want to speak? Gian. Gian Bebiano, are you still there? Uh, yeah. uh, go ahead. Uh, you oh. want to speak? Go ahead. Uh, uh, can I change? Oh, uh, uh, wait, wait. Dr. Horst said it's Al's birthday for today. May, may saying po na ang pabataan ay pag-asa ng bayan. Kapag uh, na i- Kapat na yung 1899 constitution they, they will be they will still be the free will for for the youth to to follow the what is trending in the world uh, yes, yes, I think there is no question about that in fact kung uh, tingnan ko ang ating kasaysayan Ang mga gumawa ng mga ang, ang gumawa ng ating uh, konstitusyon na 1899 ay mga bata. Ang mga edad nila ay uh, from uh, uh, 25 to 35 years old. Ang kabataan ng gumawa ng ating uh, 1899 konstitusyon. Kaya uh, walang uh, nakalagay doon na magsasawata sa kagustuhan ng kabataan para sa ating bayan. Kaya lang ang ating nakikita ngayong kabataan na nasa kongreso ay hindi pag-asa ng bayan kasi mga anak na mga dynastiya. Sila lang ang napupunta sa kongreso ngayon dahil sa silang may pera na pambili ng uh, boto sa Pomelec at Smartmatic para mabilang ang mga boto nila. Hindi yan ang kabataan na pag-asa ng bayan. 
ang mga katulad nyo ni ikaw, Bian, at saka katulad ni Giancarlo, kayo ang mga pag-asa ng bayan. Kayong hindi nahahalal dahil sa wala kayong pera. Kaya kailangan, kaya dito tayo lahat mag-organisa sa ating Shadow Congress, dito tayo ngayon mag-boses ng ating mga kagustuhan. Kasi sa ngayon, wala kayong boses. Ang kabataan na may boses ay mga anak ng mga gobernador, anak ng mga congressman. Yun ang nagiging uh, mga, mga tao na nagsasalita sa ating uh, kongreso ngayon. Hindi yan ang mga pag-asa ng bayan. Sila ang problema ng bayan na kailangan nating sulbayin. Okay, John? Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, so I'll give the floor now to uh, Giancarlo Iway because he has been raising his hand. Okay. John, Carlo, you have the floor. Yes. Uh, may I suggest that on it, but we have to do it on the committee we do it on the Constitution that we suggest that we Yeah, iba naman yung ating meeting sa Sabado, which are uh, the session of everybody. Kasi ang expectation ko, lalaki ng lalaki ang mga taong uh, mag, uh, dadamit na dami ang mga taong mag-attende ng ating uh, uh, meetings uh, para sa Sabado na plenary sessions. Pero yung mga meeting na gusto mong i-organize para sa committee mo, alimbawa committee on health or anything, you can do it at any time for your members uh, during the week. At tapos kung anong resulta ng usapan nyo, pwede nyo i-report dito sa ating plenary every Saturday. That is the way we will operate our Shadow Congress. It's a process of discussing, it's a process of researching, and a process of creating reports. Kasi yan lang naman ang pwede natin gawin kasi we are not a Congress that is in power. But we can, ang ating main mission is to educate the people, include more people in our bandwagon so that the military will realize that there are so many of us and they could no longer ignore us. Yan ang ating uh, mission. Yan ang ating gagawin. So ngayon, gumawa nga, ang ginawa nga ni Dr. Posadas yung resolution of uh, call to revive and use and uh, put the writ of uh, the 1899 Constitution in effect. Kinakalat na natin yan ngayon sa mga PM, private message ng ating, uh, ng ating uh, <coughs> samahan, yung mga tao na contact natin. Hindi tayo gumagawa ng petition. Nagkakalat tayo ng resolution at saka in effect, once pinorward mo ito sa ibang mong contact sa buong uh, internet, you are in fact endorsing it. Kaya we are, uh, we are uh, encouraging people who have these resolutions in their uh, private message to forward them to all their contacts in the internet. And if you have also your own uh, list of email, people that you can email, Email them to everyone in your contact list para itong uh, resolution na pagtawag natin sa military na sila ay nag-withdraw uh, ng kanilang uh, allegiance sa uh, 1987 broken constitution back to the 1899 constitution ay lumaganap ng gusto sa buong kapuloan. That's what we want to do. And more and more, we keep on doing that every, every week. We keep on doing that. Kasi resolution na yan na ginawa natin na pinasa natin noong 12, June 12, 2021. Ipakalat natin yan sa buong Pilipinas as soon as possible. Okay. Ano yung role ng Cortes? Any more comments? Dr. Posadas, you would like to say something? Wait, may ask na ako before makamis si Dr. Posadas. 
Ano yung, ano, yung role natin sa, yung role ng Supreme Court dito sa 1899 Constitution dito sa atin? The same thing. We don't have any special role such as people in relation to the Constitution. Except that we are now, at the moment, uh, changing our allegiance uh, from the 1987 Constitution to the 1899 Constitution. Wala naman tayong ginagawang illegal dyan kasi we are just saying that we prefer the 1899 Constitution. Sinasabi natin that we are pledging allegiance to it, but we are not capable of enforcing it kasi hindi pa gumagalaw ang military. It's only when the military moves and listens to what we are asking them to do can we enforce the, 19, uh, the 1899 Constitution. Our role is to spread the news about the 1899 Constitution that it is a constitution that can be made uh, whole again and made uh, applicable and enforced in effect once the military gives their allegiance to it. That's why our role is to contact people that we know in the military, whatever their ranks, from in ordinary enlisted men to generals, and tell them about our message. That is the role we have to play. Okay. Dr. Okay, Dr. Posada, share the floor. You have to unmute yourself. Unmute, sir. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Posada. Okay, nasisihan ako at saka inspired ako ni uh, former Governor Villarama at saka ni uh, Attorney Serapio sapagkat uh, itong ginagawa natin ngayon as part of the uh, Shadow Congress is lumalabas lahat yung mga kailangan natin na malalaman natin yung mga effects. Kaya dalawang, uh, two, two dimensions ang ginagawa natin dito. One is the cause and the effect. So, ang nangyayari ngayon is... Uh, Inaalam lang natin kung ano mga effects, pero hindi tayo makikisaw-saw sa effects. Kasi pag nakisaw-saw tayo sa effects, magiging part tayo ng problema. Kasi yung effects yun ang mga problema eh. Ang gagawin lang natin is alamin natin lahat itong effects as much as we can, for as long as we can, na itutugma natin doon sa resolution natin. Now tayo, tayo ang superior cause because we are the people's will. Kasi ang people's will, kahit na bulong lang, is still part of the people's will. Pag dumami yung mga boses natin, mas lalong mabuti. Kaya ang kinagawa natin ngayon is parang change natin o ipinopose natin yung, itinutulak natin yung, yung perception na ang ating cause is uh, very, has a very strong basis on the Constitution legally politically, even scientifically, even more so historically. Kasi ang nangyari ito sa cost natin is just a continuation of history. Hindi naman humihinto yan. Hindi naman nawala yung malolos constitution. Bigyan natin example yung promulgation ni President uh, Aguinaldo na nung ipinomulgate niya yun, siyempre, naturally, meron na siyang pledge of allegiance doon sa constitution mismo. Nung nag-pledge siya ng allegiance, Si President Aguinaldo was the commander-in-chief of the Katipunan Army. So it goes without saying na 
nung nag-pledge si President Aguinaldo, kasama na doon ang, Katipun, ang Katipunan Army. Yan, nangyayari lang yan, continuation ng Katipunan Army na inihingi natin na para ipatupad nila yung promulgation ng kanilang Commander-in-Chief na, na i-enforce yung still valid and alive 1899 Constitution. Uh, let me interrupt you there, uh, Dr. Posadas. The sequence of events was this. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army, and uh, the head of the government at the time, which was proclaimed in June 12, 1898, during our Day of Independence, Emilio Aguinaldo promulgated the approved constitution of 1898, November, because the uh, Congress met from September, I started meeting in September, 1898, and approved the constitution uh, as uh, framed by them in November 24, 1898. So there were discussions of how to implement it in the month of December. And finally, on January 23, 1899, Aguinaldo as the head of the government and as the head of the army promulgated and ordered everyone in the Philippines to accept and follow the 1899 constitution. After the promulgation of the 1899 constitution, he relinquished his position as dictator of the government and he pledged and he swore an oath to serve as the first president of the Philippine Republic under the 1899 constitution. Those were the sections of events. Just point of information. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, point, the point there is the continuation of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and loyalty of the Katipunan Army into the present armed forces of the Philippines. Kaya kung hinihingi natin ngayon is for their, as protector and enforcer of the Constitution, is for them to uh, recognize now their duty, sworn duty, or out of office as uh, officers and uh, part of the Katipunan Army to enforce the Constitution. That's not, that's, uh, not, that is a, the very issue that we're trying to say here na hindi tayo Nag, ang ating cause is not to is not rebellion is not to re regime change because hindi naman natin gustong palitan si uh, President Duterte ngayon as a matter of fact gusto lang namin na ini-invoke natin siya na exercises out of office to to listen to the people's grievances so walang walang ano diyan walang uh, hindi tayo ma kasi attorney Serapio yung charge sa inyo na sedition that's a criminal charge. And in any criminal charge, there are two elements, yung act and intent. Ang, ang dapat na dinimer nyo is yung intent. Wala yung intent nyo. Pero nevertheless, uh, yun na nangyari. Inares kayo because uh, according to them, they, you were committing a treason or sedition, inciting to the sedition in progress. Pero wala yung intent doon. Okay. Ganun pa man, pag-file nyo na sa, sa Supreme Court, ang pinaka-importante is for the, also include the, uh, the show-cause order sa, uh, sa Supreme Court that to take judicial notice of what's happening now. Doon mapopoint out ang intent nyo. The same intent that we have, that we don't have an intent to cause rebellion. Ang ating cause is just the we're entering uh, our cause on the topmost uh, tipping point. We're above the prey now. 
Kaya ini-exercise lang natin ngayon to ating freedom of expression through Asiado Congress. Kaya napakalinaw ng ating cause. Hindi tayo makikisaw-saw sa effect. We will just continue on even as one voice after the other para napaka-importante na makuha natin yung share ng mga dito sa Facebook. Sapagkat this will be the basis, bottom line of our uh, petition for a plebiscite. Yun, nasa constitution yun. Yung plebiscite na yun can be is timeless under any administration. Kung sakasakaling si President Duterte mapalitan through the regular elections ng another president, ang ating ang, is still part of our constitutional right to ask for uh, any president to issue an order for a plebiscite. Kaya palago ng palago yan, lalakas tayo Uh, nevertheless, because our cause is timeless and all covered, uh, all our bases are covered constitutionally, politically, legally, and um, um, yan, lahat ng bagay na yan, pag naipon yan, uh, alam natin lahat ng mga effects ngayon, kaya yung, yung cause natin, pagtutugman natin kung anong talagang dahilan nito mga effects nito. Pero that is one main point na gagawin natin is to stick to our cause mm. and it will be stronger. Okay. Now, before uh, we proceed, I would like to uh, read into the record of our uh, meeting today the resolution which we approved last June 12. Resolution calling for a shift of allegiance by Filipinos to the Diore 1899 Philippine Constitution. Whereas... Never before has suffering been so acute with the welfare of the people deteriorating due to the pandemic, economic destitution, and an undeclared martial law, bureaucratic stranglehold, and oligarchic onslaught in various shapes and forms of exploitation and corruption. Whereas all these widening chasms between very, very poor and very, very rich are imploding within our country, akin to a sinking ship. Whereas there is a need to correct the political insanity that we are in with the corrupt election processes and dominance of uh, rent-seeking oligarchs controlling the levers of power in a persistent and continuous assault on our electoral sovereignty. Whereas we had been gifted by our founding fathers with the means to peacefully reset our nation through the 1899 Philippine Sovereign Constitution, which has never been abrogated by succeeding organic laws inflicted on the Filipino people through foreign control, influence, and dominance. Whereas the 1987 Constitution has been broken since the 2001 coup d'etat against President Joseph Arap Estrada with a rogue Supreme Court inventing a non-existent doctrine of constructive resignation. And that since then, the nation has been governed by a de facto patched up broken constitution that has never been ratified by the people. Whereas invoking the writ of the 1899 constitution provides for a most orderly and peaceful way to effect changes in our current dysfunctional governance. Whereas only through 
the invocation of the 1899 Constitution can we clear up the cheating and dishonesty of our election processes so that the sovereign will of the people can truly be reflected in a genuinely mandated governance. Whereas the people's will is superior cause to effect a change in government form and functionality. And the welfare of the people is the supreme law and the voice of the people is also the voice of God. Therefore, be it resolved, as it is hereby resolved, to reinstate the writ of our de jure Philippine Constitution promulgated on January 23, 1899 by Katipunan Army Commander-in-Chief Emilio Aguinaldo. Be it further resolved that President Rodrigo Duterte and or the leadership of the armed forces of the Philippines in their natural role as protectors of our people is hereby called upon to peacefully shift their allegiance from the broken de facto constitution of 1987 and enforce the supreme sovereign 1899 Philippine constitution as the ultimate organic law of the land. So God help us all. Done on January 12, 2021, 1899 Philippine Congress session year of 2021. That is our resolution, which we will now have to spread all over so that most of the Filipinos will be aware that there is a conscious part of the nation asking for the return of the writ of the 1899 constitution. Any comment? My comment na ako, no? Go ahead. I think we should join comment tomorrow, siguro, or next Sunday for the summer as part the revolution program so that we can discuss the issues, the issue on this and how we can present the changes that we need to do for our constitution. I did not quite clearly get your suggestion. What is your suggestion? My suggestion is we were discuss the issue on Sunday, Samba, it's not even on our team. Can you restate it? It's not quite clear. What are you, what do you want to do? Wait, lang, inanapit ko lang ha. Sana po, sango, samaan natin si Kamentong para ipaniwanan natin kung anong gagawin natin na mga gusto natin baguhin sa Constitution, kumbada. Yeah, okay. No, nobody's preventing you from informing Kamentong about it. Uh, he's just one of the people that we will inform. He's part of the media group that we will reach out to. If they help us, that's fine. We don't have to have a special meeting just for commenting. Mm. Yeah, we'll contact everybody and you could actually do it yourself as part of the group. You can communicate yeah. it to them. Mm. As we will do with all the other uh, outlets and contacts that we have. That's what we're saying. Everybody should make the effort to spread this resolution 
It will be in your private message boxes in your uh, Facebook and send it out to all your contacts, including Commentum. No problem at all. We're, mm. uh, not, we're hiding nothing. Any more comments, uh, Jingle or uh, Mellow Gold? Mellow Gold perhaps can uh, suggest to us how to spread this as quickly as possible. How about that, Mellow? You have the floor. Yes, sir. Uh, the best natin nagagawin itong social media talaga, then nagagawin natin itong uh, in public. Uh, meron na ba tayong website or page na nagawa nito? Meron, wala pa tayong talagang page na independent of Facebook. Ang lahat ng ating ginagawa ay nasa Facebook lang. Pero meron tayong YouTube uh, station called the 1899 Congress. And right now, uh, our deliberations here are being live fed into that channel in YouTube. Okay, so, so siguro pag-usapan natin yan in private para kung manong maitutulong ko, I will uh, volunteer myself para ma-assess po tayo. Ang mamelo is that uh, itong ating uh, hearings, yung ating plenary sessions are usually very long, like 18 uh, from four hours, no? A, uh, or one to two hours. Uh, what you could do is to download the uh, record of this and edit it into particular segments that you would like to uh, 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 propagate and replicate uh, and send all throughout. Like for instance, if uh, the segment that uh, where uh, Attorney Serapio was explaining many things of their uh, effort when they did the second Manolos Congress and they were arrested, you could edit it out and then we can use the edited video segment, which we can spread all around because we cannot be sending around a lot of uh, the, uh, the whole record because it would be very big. So, siguro yun ang isang pwedeng matulungan mo kami sa video editing. Okay, sir. Walang problema, sir. Okay. But thank you very much. Yan ang isang nating point. Anyway, uh, Sunny Domingo, Kasani, you were here for a while and I'm trying to ask you to unmute and say something, but maybe you have stopped listening and maybe you are somewhere uh, taking your lunch already. Sunny Domingo, do you hear me? You can talk and uh, share with us what you want to share. He's not responding, so maybe he's not uh, hearing us right now. So uh, anything else before we wind up our plenary session? Uh, ben Lorke, Robert Posadas, Congressman Villarama, Jingle, Melo, uh, Serapio, Law Office, and then uh, John Beviano. Any more last uh, parting marks before we close the session? Hopefully. Okay, no, 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 no. Congressman. Oh, Congressman Villarama. Okay, uh, Congressman Villarama, you have the floor. Well, I just would like to congratulate you, uh, Professor Hill. At naintindihan ko na kayo yung gusto niyong gawin. Pasensya ka na kayo. It took time for me to join you, no? Kasi sa dami po ng mga Zoom ngayon, uh, napagsagot-sagot sa mga kaibigan takot-takot na text messages. Lahat mo kasi kayo, social media. Anyway, I would like to congratulate you uh, now that uh, I fully understand 
your uh, project. Uh, I'll be attending uh, this uh, Zoom uh, meeting every Saturday. And please let me know if uh, there are uh, special Zooms to discuss uh, specific uh, problems. I think, yeah, you, let, I think you let, just volunteered to the committee of Ben Lorke to be his uh, resource in trying to solve his problems. So maybe Ben Lorke will be asking you for meetings to discuss the problems of the maritime sector. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, oh, meron, meron. Bienvenido, bienvenido, Lorke, yan ang messenger ko. Ngunit ang lahat ng mga documentary evidence doon ay hawak ni Commissioner Pobre at saka ni Atorneta Corda. So, I, I went to Commissioner uh, uh, ito, yung sa PRC. So, sabi ko ano ang mangyari. Sabi niya, natulog, natulog ang uh, petition for certiorari natin. Kasi wala tayong pira, may pira ang kalaban, kaya pinatulog nila. So yan ang problema natin dito sa ating bansa. Kasi pag lumaban ka na wala ka sa lapi, sa Korte Suprema pa lamang, wala mangyari. Kaya ako may kaso ko sa Korte Suprema since 2013. Hanggang ngayon, walang nangyari. So ang uh, damage suit ko doon ay worth 2 million. Pero siguro, yan nga sabi ko na itong ginawa nila sa mga sa Magna Carta for Seferers, na kahit nanalo ka sa INLRC, nanalo ka sa Court of Appeal, hindi mo makuha ang iyong reward unless nanadisyon na ng Korte Suprema. So itong masama kasi if the Korte Suprema will decide after 10 years, patay na kuminsan ang mga ibang climate dyan bago makapag-decision ng Korte Suprema. So hindi maganda itong uh, indikasyon na nangyari sa ating bansa kasi lumalabas ito na justice delay, justice deny. Kaya yan ang dapat na ma-resolve natin by doing this uh, 1899 Constitution dahil uh, ang article nito ay 101 lamang. Hindi gaano na-twist ang batas. Unlike dito sa 1987 Constitution, maraming sinasabing paulit-ulit, ngunit ginat-twist naman. So para sa akin, yung direkta na intensyon at saka purpose ng batas kung bakit nagawa yan, yan ang dapat lang totoka natin. Huwag na yung paikot-ikotin pa natin para panligaw doon sa mga uh, mahihirap nating mga kababayan. At para lang sa mga nakaunawa talaga. Hindi maganda. So kawawa ang inerasyon natin kung magpatuloy ito. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very happy that uh, Congressman Villarama will be helping you with the problems there. And it's very important that uh, he signified the his intention to continue participating with us uh, in the uh, next uh, Saturday sessions of our uh, Congress. And uh, that he is also, uh, I think, his uh, suggestion uh, for us to be relevant, where we not only discuss problems, but try to solve some of them if we can, is very important. Kasi baka sabihin lang ng mga tao, yung grupong yan, panailang uh, salita ng salita, wala naman nagagawa. Because things that we can do something about immediately, ay siguro ay dapat nating pakialaman. Despite our limited resources, let's try to do it if it can be done. And then, but at the same time, we are not precluding anybody from continuing with their previous in, uh, involvements, their previous commitments, their groups. We are not telling people not to participate in elections. We're not telling them anything. We're just having one message. 
give the message that the 1899 Constitution is alive and well, and it will only take the armed forces to enforce it, and it will become a, a, a an actual living and uh, living constitution enforceable and enriched again with its writ all over the Philippines again being felt by the people. Yun lang ang ating effort, documentation, communication, and uh, spreading the news that uh, the 1899 Constitution has never been abrogated and it will come into force and effect once the institutional enforcers of the people, which is the army, listen to the call of the people to again implement and follow the 1899 Constitution. Okay, I'll give the floor to Giancarlo. What do you have to say, Giancarlo? Professor Hill, Sunny Domingo. Oh, Sunny Domingo is back. Let's give Sunny Domingo the chance to talk. Yes, 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 sir. I've been listening, although I was late in opening up uh, because I just came from a three-day travel from uh, Central Ozone, uh, trying to do a crusade on uh, uh, farm consolidation, livelihood, and... Uh, uh, good governance, and I would like to congratulate uh, the movement that uh, Attorney Billionaire is trying to uh, say as a national transparency movement. Also, in addition to our movement to revive the 1899 uh, Constitution. At uh, ang message ko lang po, eh, let's continue with this. I am not ready to expound on results contribution. Philippine agriculture, I think there will be a time for that. But I think the moment is uh, ripe now for 11 people attending now, and that includes me, and that makes you 13. Maybe this would be a good number to start drumming up for other, for every one of us to invite 10 people to join this uh, discussion in our succeeding meetings. Okay. And magbuhay ang lahat. Salamat po. Okay, thank you, uh, Kasadi. The next meeting is June 26, and we will have a common uh, meeting ID and a permanent uh, password, so everybody will know about it. Congressman Villarama, you want to respond to uh, Asani Domingo? Guru, dapat tawagin na namin kayong speaker, kayong speaker of the house, I am only acting speaker. Once we have the necessary majority, we will elect the proper speaker. Okay, Mr. Uh, speaker. Yes, we'd like to remind everybody. Go ahead, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Hindi tayo tayo So, I think if we follow the the stories, the parables of uh, Christ, of Jesus Christ, and how he operated, I think we will be successful. Kasi, uh, ano siya, member siya ng lapiang walang pera. Pero he was able to... Yeah. Okay, Mr. Speaker. Okay, go, go ahead, uh, Dr. Posadas. Yeah, just as well, uh, mabuti binanggit ni uh, Governor Villarama, now, just as well, on a point of order, I'd like to nominate uh, uh, Governor Villarama and Attorney Cipriaco, Cipriaco. rather, I'm sorry, Cipriaco. and uh, Mr. Domingo to be members of this Congress, formally nominated 
to represent the respective uh, jurisdictions. So do I have a second motion here? Well, uh, at the moment, uh, that is presumed and uh, uh, I think uh, somebody could second that. And uh, actually, the reason that I am uh, not uh, formally doing those roll call by district is that uh, I do not want to entertain any question of quorum and representation because we are just uh, following the spirit of the 1899 Congress. We are convened in the spirit of the Malolos Congress and we intend to become uh, fully, uh, fully represented in terms of the 250 districts at some future time, but not yet now. We have uh, a registry of about 364 people in our uh, Facebook page uh, that are uh, members of our uh, Shadow House of Representatives, but they have not even claimed their uh, congressional uh, representations, although they intended to. And some of them also are in the sectoral representation. That is why although I called the meeting to order, uh, I, all, I, I said from the very start that I would not be entertaining questions of quorum. But the point is okay. well taken. Uh, we are, I think you have a formal invitation from uh, Dr. Posadas to join us uh, formally, and that will be done also because uh, Sunny Domingo is part of our group already. And I think uh, uh, Attorney Serapio will be uh, logging in and joining us. I don't know if uh, Congressman and Governor Willie Villarama would be able to uh, join us and uh, join the formal group that we have in the Facebook area. But uh, be that as it may, uh, whether he is a member of that or not, we welcome his participation every Saturday in this meeting. And he will be properly informed and everybody else, including Attorney Serapio, of our meetings uh, and the schedule for next uh, uh, Saturday. The uh, meetings next Saturday will be uh, continued, uh, will be a continued uh, uh, thing, uh, recurring meetings, uh, and it will have the same uh, ID and it will have the same uh, password, will be, which will be Congress 11. Anyway, uh, let us have that uh, uh, invitation nomination on the floor, and uh, which is a, uh, an invitation actually, and being uh, put into a motion. Uh, so, uh, Ben Lorke, would you be able to second that since you are part of the group? You are muted, unmute. Uh, Dr. Posadas put into uh, motion his invitation formally uh, I, I for uh, everybody to join. Yes? You second the motion? I seconded the motion of Attorney Posadas. Okay, so it will be put on our record because this is recorded. All our uh, statements here are recorded in the cloud and it will be the official record of our group because that's our only way to do these things because we don't have a full-fledged staff to do all this recording. We don't have a 70 million peso pork barrel the way the actual Congress has for each one of us. So we only have 70 million problems for everybody here participating. Okay, so now let and, uh, me... Uh, and, and, yeah, I also and I also seconded the motion of uh, Governor Villarama uh, that uh, temporarily you will be the Speaker of the House. Well, I am always uh, acting in that capacity so that we can get uh, started. 
and uh, it will be like a joint uh, thing. Uh, sometimes when I want to speak in the floor, like in the next meeting on June 26, it will be Dr. Robert Posadas who will be acting speaker. He'll be the one to uh, uh, preside over that meeting because I want to deliver a point of privilege from the floor. So Dr. Posadas, take note of that. He will be the acting speaker on June 26. Okay. So if there, if there is nobody else, if there are no other comment, uh, uh, Giancarlo, you still have something to say? You were raising your hand earlier. We have also a guest here, Mr. Mani Changha. Mani, are you, uh, would you be able to say something? Mr. Mani Changha, are you there? I think he's gone. He's not uh, there anymore. So, uh, any other uh, comments? Any other uh, last-minute uh, suggestions or uh, statements? Hello, sir. Uh, maybe oh, next ahead, Saturday, hello. I will open na uh, atin tong my live dito sa ating a page sa Shadow dito sa Facebook page sa group my live natin to para. Yung mga member natin, maka-view din sila at maka-pag-comment. Kung gusto nilang mag-join sa usapan, then saka na sila papasok sa, uh, dito sa Zoom. Yes, yeah, okay. Uh, you can do that for, uh, especially for our next meeting, June 26. Yeah. I have both of you uh, the day before so that we can arrange it or whatever. Okay, And sir. for June 26, gawin natin simultaneous uh, live sa mga iba-ibang mga media para marinig tayo ng karamihan ng mga tao. Mr. Uh, Professor Hill, may I share a, a, a thought from uh, President Mandela? Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, he said that the winners, the winners are those who never stop to dream. Congratulations, Paul. Oh, maraming salamat, maraming salamat. And uh, let's give the floor back to Melo. Uh, you have something to say? You still have your hand raised, Melo? Nakataas pang kamay mo. I want your, uh, you're on cue to be the first speaker. Actually, sir, nothing more na. So, hindi okay. ko lang so, uh, Before we go back to uh, Giancarlo, let us give Gian Bebiano the floor. Gian Bebiano, go ahead. Uh, uh, since you mentioned radio station, how are we, go how are we going to, to, pay, to pay our broadcast to uh, radio station or, or who is radio station that is underrated? Yeah, let's try to start for one. Um, uh, Ramon Asinto is a friend of mine. I'll ask him whether he has uh, concessionary black time rates for us or we have to scout for a station that we can afford. There will be a few people who will be able to donate some resources and maybe we can do that so that we can also connect to a radio station later. But I would like to do that once we have um, more participation, maybe about when we breach the 50 figure mark, then we can do that. And at the same time, we will be more skilled in that, uh, doing the traffic and our discussions because uh, we have to make sure that uh, people should be able to uh, uh, have their chance to speak. And then we will maybe use uh, more of the chat chat messaging process 
so that uh, questions that are or topics that are being brought out there together can be lumped together in a uh, discussion priority para ang lahat ng mga point of view ay ma marinig natin during that particular session. Okay, John, is that, uh, does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Okay. So are we, are we, uh, uh, Jingle has uh, something to say again? Now go ahead, Jingle. You have the floor. Yes, I just want to say a statement of Sir Melo. If uh, possible, all the postings in the page, it be pacer, if, uh, if possible, you can make it uh, public so that uh, we can share and spread it uh, uh, faster and easily so that uh, more people can see it and uh, we can get the attention of others. Then during like session like this, if possible, you can drive it also through the page so that uh, if all, all those people who are that can post cannot join in Zoom meeting, we have the opportunity even, even only through comments of, uh, in the FB page, they can express out or they can share ideas to us and we'll see if we, who can, they can help us also. Uh, uh, our friend from uh, Gising Maradika, Melo, can help us. We'll have more outlets for this so that more and more people can listen to us simultaneously while we're conducting the meetings and plenary sessions every Saturday. Melo, do you have something to say about that? Melo, yes, uh, everything is possible. Okay. It's good to know. Almost uh, spoken like uh, creation, no? And then there yes. was light and everything followed suit. Um, Professor Hill, Sunny here, Sunny Domingo. Go ahead, uh, Sunny. Yes, may I suggest a format, and I hope uh, the rest of uh, uh, those persons now would agree to it, that uh, uh, Congress always comes up with some topics uh, of the day. Uh, maybe we can invite a resource person to speak on a certain topic that would interest everybody and not parochial, but general, like uh, what is the uh, present uh, uh, revenue of the government in running the government now? And how are they running the government now? Uh, which leads to some economic implications. Like I understand, we are now borrowing more money to run the government than earning money to run the government. Uh, that means we would get into bankruptcy. So that would be a topic that might be of interest to everyone joining us, listening. Of course, some of us can make comments on uh, uh, why is it on what should be done and what can we do as a group to advise the government on and the economic managers of the government because in the countryside, I felt that uh, 
Everything seems to be on standby, on limbo. Nobody could decide. You have a good project. Nobody could decide. They are reserved. And everybody is waiting. I think we have a, an economic crisis here that is not felt in Manila, but it's actually felt in the provinces. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is something that uh, we can entertain, I think, also. But uh, right now, I think uh, one of the uh, emphasis we have to uh, 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 sort of uh, point out is uh, the uh, minute history of our 1899 uh, constitution and uh, the uh, articles that are in it and uh, to educate our people because this is sort of like the product we're selling or one of the main products we're selling. And so it should be, we should have some product familiarity mm -hmm. with this. So uh, before we could branch out into uh, other topics like that, which is an important one, we should be able to uh, have a detailed uh, discussion of what it is that we have in the 1899 constitution. And at the same time, yeah. we could also have to have a discussion of, uh, and that can be done to the people of attorney Carlos Serapio, because they were involved in the drafting of the Bayanihan uh, constitution of uh, uh, former chief justice, headed by former chief justice Reynato Puno, then they can uh, present an avenue or a pathway, pathway towards uh, retrofitting the constitution into the modern situation that we have. I've been making a comparison of this constitution to the 1776 constitution of the United States. And that constitution okay. has been, okay. has been yeah. subjected to 30, 32 amendments already, with 27 of them already approved. So this is something that we can do. And maybe in relation to the problem that you raised about budgeting, we can look at the financial uh, provisions of the 1899 constitution related Agreed. to the way things are done in the present situation, and then discuss the fact involved about this expenditure of government. I understand okay. that the government has already spent one trillion pesos in terms of this COVID response, and they were just transferred payments that were taken over by a lot of leakage to corruption that are taken by the people who are distributing them. So that is something that can be discussed. I agree on that. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, Ben Lorke, you are recognized. Oh, well, adagdag ko lang doon sa nabanggit ni B.L. Sunny Domingo na tungkol sa economic recovery natin. I-post talaga natin ito na lahat na public utilities ay matake over ng gobyerno. Why? Electricity alone. Kung 3,000 ang average consumption ng isang pamilya, times 22 million, I mean, families, that is 66 billion a month. At kung idoblihin natin ito, nagdagan natin ng konsumo ng mga malls, engineering establishment, etc., etc., that will turns out 132 uh, billion monthly. Now, in one year, in one year, napakaliwanag sa electricity alone, mag maaari pagkitaan ng gobyerno ng 1.584 trillion. Now, kung idagdagan natin ito ng tubig, uh, telcos, Tolways, etc., etc. Lahat ng public utilities, maliwanag na 5 to 7 trillion ang kitain ng gobyerno dito. So, 
pagdating sa economic recovery program ng gobyerno, kung ito ay mapasa gobyerno, ang lahat ng public utilities, napakadali natin ma-recover ang ating mga pangangailangan sa economic economy. So that's why by doing this, uh, adapting the 1899 Constitution, we have to push through, we have to push that all public utilities be operated by the government. Thank you. Well, uh, that is a point well taken, and uh, I think that is part of the retrofitting effort that we will do with the 1899 Constitution. As I have stated uh, earlier, the 1987 Constitution has very good provisions, but it is honored more in the breach rather than the observance. As I've said before, also, our Constitution now is just a piece of paper that's at the mercy of this government of men and women who decide uh, what they want to follow and what they don't want to follow in the Constitution. The things that are not in the Constitution, they do. Like the constructive resignation of uh, ERA that was invented by a rogue Supreme Court. The Article 12, which is in the Constitution because it affects the oligarchic interest, they do not do. Because masama sa interest nila. The Political Dynasty Enabling Act, which is there in the Constitution of 1987, they do not implement. Kasi lahat ng congressman na na-elect noong 1987 after uh, Tory uh, have a revolutionary government were all uh, members of uh, political dynasties all throughout the province. So who will make that all throughout the country? So who will make that kind of law? And there are many, uh, many, many things. And I think Congressman Villarami is aware of this, that the congressmen were trying to uh, uh, go around the 1987 constitution by creating uh, this laws which says, unless implemented by law in Congress, then that provision will not be enacted. So that's the kind of thing that they've been doing, sort of to manipulate uh, whatever they want to accomplish or uh, do or not do with this constitution. So this constitution right now, from the point of view of the people in charge of our country, is just a piece of paper that they can manipulate most of the time. They also have a Supreme Court that uh, doesn't care at all about the needs of uh, uh, electoral stability. Like you see the instance of the SCPET, which is part of the constitution, sitting on uh, a uh, protest, uh, vice presidential protest for five years. And uh, with nobody uh, invoking any certiorari or any demand for alacrity in the uh, Supreme Court, which is already also required by the spirit of the constitution. It, uh, it is uh, natural that in most countries, best practice, when you have an electoral contest, particularly one of national significance, these are resolved within a period of two to three weeks. They don't let it uh, last for five years, the way that, that SCPET did it. So you see this constitution now is just toilet paper. They do whatever they want. They implement what they want. They do not do what, they do not implement what they don't want to implement. So what is that? That's toilet paper. We, are, we, are a, we have a de facto government of men and women. We don't have the rule of law right now. That's why we are emphasizing this fact and telling the people that this is such, and we're telling them that we have to withdraw support from this constitution, which has already been abused and violated by the ruling classes that are the elites, uh, elitist oligarch to control the public utilities in our country. So that is what the message we have to bring out. And this is what our military people have to realize, that these people who are governing them without the constitutional mandate do not have the right to send them 
into life and death missions because they don't have the proper electoral mandate supported by a working and legit uh, constitution. So this is the situation that the military is in. Ikaw ba ay susunod sa isang uh, uh, presidente or vice president na naging presidente na hindi naman na, na-elect ng tama ng bayan kasi ang dayaan lang sa pamilya ka naka-elect sa kanya dahil sa ang ating constitution ay pinoproteksyonan ng constitutional immunity and comelec. Kaya nangyari tuloy ang unintended effect na control ito ng mga sindikato ng comelec smartmatic. Kalokohan yan. So this kind of facts have to be brought out and communicated to our people. And that is our purpose in our constantly meeting and nagging them about this fact in our uh, Saturday meetings, which will be now regularly done. And we adjourn uh, bracketed by the birthdays of our two heroes, Jose Rizal, June 19, and November 30, Bonifacio. The implication, if they don't listen to us, we move from the pacifist stance of Dr. Rizal to the more militant stance of uh, that is our subliminal message as we proceed with our meetings in plenary every Saturday. Uh, you have any comment, uh, Sunny Domingo? Ah, agree on that. I agree on that very much. Okay. And let's uh, move on then. Okay, so uh, I have now recognized Jan Bebiano. You have uh, something to say, Jan Bebiano? You have your hand raised. Guyan Beviano, you have uh, you recognize. You can unmute yourself. No? I am. You have a uh, what do you have, what do you want to say or question? Uh, John? Yes. Mm. Oh, crap. Wait, wait. Uh, I am thinking. I'm thinking. I'm think, thinking about. What you said there. Um, oh, wait. What is, why, why I think if the 1987 constitution is broken, why the, the, the broken constitution is still in effect to the other today? That is precisely what I am questioning. We have the same question. Uh, okay. May I suggest that no, no, I think we should also do the people's initiative as being planned by the GM team on this move. So the people can be aware of our nation's with regard to this broken concept. Okay, you have a question, uh, Giancarlo. What is your question? You recognize? I am suggesting Paul, that we should do the people's initiative. Yeah. Uh, that could take some doing, that could take some resources. So your suggestion is well taken. People have to do that. But oh, That we will do it as long as soon as we have the critical mass to support it. That's why we have to have more people joining us every Saturday so that we can get uh, groups of people that may be able to assist us logistically in doing such a people's initiative. So you can suggest uh, and everybody can suggest one but we don't have the, if we don't have the capability to do it, we cannot do it. And the capability will happen once more and more people join us. Yes. So the important thing 
right now is for us to, I'll be sending you the invite for June 26, and as suggested by Casani uh, Domingo, that we send this out to 10 more of your contacts, contact them uh, personally, talk to them by PM or by uh, messenger phone, and convince them to join us uh, next Saturday on June 26. Mm. So every, every, every uh, Saturday, we try to end the meeting with that kind of injunction for the new attendees to also invite 10 more of their acquaintances and links so that by the next uh, meeting on uh, July 2, then we will have more. We'll always be multiplying our uh, attendance and membership by a multiple of the present attendance. And that is yes. the question yeah. of uh, Tasani. We will be yes, 100, 100 by next meeting. So we'll try to do that. So I'll be sending you after our adjournment this, uh, at this time, because I know most of you may be already hungry and going to your lunch. Unless there are any more uh, suggestions, I will be adjourning the meeting in the next five minutes. Uh, okay. suggestion, suggestion ko lang kasi hindi ma-share ngayon itong uh, Zoom meeting natin gawa na uh, comment lahat saka like. So I suggest na kung ma-public natin ito para ma-share natin sa mga Facebook group, mas maigi. Thank you. I think you can share it to my Facebook page. It's there. It's shareable. Together with uh, what is right now also in the uh, page of the Shadow House of Representatives page. And of course, you can go to the YouTube channel where it is being live streamed also and share it from there. The 1899 okay. Congress uh, YouTube channel. But I think uh, Melo can have a better system for us by next meeting. Actually, nasa chat natin yung link sa YouTube na live. Ah, ganun ba? Okay, that's good. I don't Pwede know how to click for it very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, anybody else uh, with any comment before we go? Before we go to lunch and break and then meet again on Saturday, Saturday, June 26. Okay, uh, hearing none, I declare the meeting adjourned. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for attendance, and I hope to see you again this Friday. Oh, Congressman Villarama, you have to say something? Ask to unmute, unmute, unmute yourself. Or just saying bye-bye. I, I, I would like to thank everybody for uh, attending. Okay. Uh, this is a start, okay? Uh, this will succeed. Will succeed. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And uh, I hope to see you again uh, next Saturday with uh, your own uh, 10 people in tow. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. And I'll be ending the meeting now. Bye.